0: Uh, Do you love me?
1: <laughs> oh, my daddy. Candy oh, loves you. Oh, now break out that wallet. <laughs> yeah. Make it rain on the hoe.
2: <laughs> Luke's over there in the corner. Get that money.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's like, man. Oh, man. I'm jealous. Now I'm jealous. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's what I'm talking
2: about. You didn't even recognize my outfit. That's who I'm, I'm dressed as my favorite oh. character. Oh. Oh, well, you baby, go. you really about to do this? Hell yeah, I'm going to do this shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nah, you ain't.
2: <laughs> Smooth-ass, charming motherfucker. <laughs>
1: motherfucker? I love when she says that. I should have introduced him to her, charming motherfucker. Right? Oh, shit. All right,
2: what's happening, everybody? Welcome to Lights, Camera, hey, cocktails. cocktails. Updated 2.0 version. We hope you like it. Check us out on YouTube because we got some fun shit going on. Uh, We're still in uh, quarantine, and your boy fucked up his back today, or actually two days ago, so you're going to hear me wincing and aching Mm. here and there. I apologize in advance. Ain't nothing I can do about it, but we're going to trudge through this and get this podcast out to you nonetheless. I'm in pain. (laughs) It's Friday. I'm sorry. We ready to drink. Let's get this this therapy in us.
1: Let's get this on now. Okay, one you guys know how excited i am today about our drink because it is my favorite thing yes to drink uh-huh just hands down favorite thing and that my friends would be a good old bottle of champagne yes you did cooks. you got that cook's life About that cook's life so we're breaking you out this for one this
2: cocktail uh, it says some shit in a different language down below. Segura vuidas. I don't know. I hope it's good. <laughs> <laughs> we go we gonna see.
1: All right. So how do we pop this? So yes. You go, you first, you, you're gonna take your wire cage off of your bottle. This is the for recipe. Safety reasons, it's there. It's <laughs> the recipe. Okay. So the key to opening a bottle of champagne is to hold the bottle, holding the and bottle, and to twist the cap. And to twist the cork. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Got that good
2: pop. Yeah. All right. Got that good pop. And, Cheers. Uh, Do we even need to you... pour, it <laughs> pour it in the glass?
1: I'm going to pour it in the glass. I'm be a little I'm just classy. I'm just... <laughs> it's hard to drink champagne out of a bottle. I'm going to tell you that. No one woman's classy doing it. Always tilt to your glass as pouring it into your uh, cup to yes. keep it from bubbling. And when you get closer to the top, make it level so you don't have so much foamy head on it. All right, let's drink right. this, my favorite drink. I actually stole my drink already. Cheers. Cheers, Smashley Cheers. and everybody.
2: Oh, yeah. And that's how you
1: make a cup of champagne, y'all. <laughs> my most simplest cocktail today. <laughs> I'm saying a how lot of people- How do you make a glass don't... of
2: champagne? Pop the bottle,
1: bitch. One, a lot of people don't know how to pop a bottle safely. Or that's true. And two, a lot of people don't know how to pour it correctly into a glass, and they get all the foamy. So I did teach you something if you don't know nothing.
2: I'm going to add got... a little flavor to mine just because, well, I like flavor. so I Is that took a cherry? A cherry and that cherry juice, that maraschino cherry juice out of the fridge. Now it's rosé.
1: <laughs> Dang, why didn't you tell me that? I, I just thought about it like second. five minutes ago. I want to go get it. You're going to go get it? Can I go get it? Will you be mad? Go get it.
2: All right. Welcome back. What's happening, everybody? We are here, and we're ready to start this podcast.
1: Oh, yes, we are. (laughs) So, are you ready for a little bit of history?
2: Yes, I am.
1: On that fine, bubbly wine, (laughs) Champagne.
2: We're going to learn about some champagne? Yes. All right. That's that French shit, right?
1: Technically, we are (laughs) drinking sparkly wine. We are not drinking champagne because it is not from the region of Champagne, France, and I understand that, so please don't... Oh,
2: know, I was just quoting Baby Boy. I'm just telling people <laughs> when out there... He's, he's like, rubbing the dresses on her <laughs> arm. It's that good shit, that French shit right there.
1: <laughs> that French shit right there? You
2: good at that. Hey, I tell you right now, girl. You see anybody wearing this dress down the street, you come bite me.
1: So, we are drinking sparkling wine. We are not fancy enough to drink some champagne, but here in America, it's all champagne. Word. Okay, so here's a little about her history
2: on our girl champagne
1: here. So there's a huge history when it comes to champagne. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of facts. Like I might have to give you another one because there's just so much. But these is what I found that I enjoyed a lot about champagne. Okay. So here we go. So in the early 19th century, it was hard out here for a pimp. Especially if it you're a woman. It was hard
2: out here for a pimp.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay? It was hard. So, women, if they were unmarried, mm-hmm. they couldn't own land, they couldn't own a bank account, they couldn't run a business, they couldn't get a job, they couldn't do shit. Nope. Everything had to go through their dad or their brothers. it And the only way to get around this was to be a widow. So, if your husband died... You now took on the, the place that's him, and you can get a job. You can own a bank account. You can pay your staff, and you can be a CEO of a business. Mm-hmm. So this is the beginning of the champagne renaissance, as I would like to say, because these wonderful ladies basically created champagne into what we know it is today.
2: All um, the single ladies did it?
1: all the widow ladies, all the widow ladies, all the widow ladies. <laughs> they all did it. So, uh, <laughs> so, some, oh, oh, oh. some of these, these women, their husbands would, you know, die and they Naturally. would end up taking, yeah, and they would end up taking over the vineyards and starting to have, turn champagne into this great thing. Okay. Um, that became more of a celebration, a sign of wealth, and to make it known from, you know, France and have it grow out into the entire world drink champagne pretty much. And so these women of there's not just like one woman, there's like few women that champagne is known was known as the widow drink.
0: Oh. Because a lot of these
1: widows end up running these companies and growing them into huge companies, and some of them are still around today. There's even one – there is a champagne called Widow Champagne out there. So, I mean, that's a cool history on champagne. Women made it into boss bitches. Uh, they even invented the the sabering of a champagne bottle. is when you take a knife or a sword, saber, and you hit the crease – of your bottle every bottle has a crease okay if you follow it along it it will break this part of your bottle off cleanly so you won't have glass in your bottle and you can drink and they would do this as like a sign of celebration or honor to some of these women in the wineries yeah there should be two seams. there should be one on one side and one on the other side I now found these seams. yeah so you run theme, your
2: knife along that
1: yes what? And then that's how you do it. You don't even have to do it super hard either. It just kind of the friction of it will pop it. Okay. Um, that seam is also there because it keeps the glass fortified like together. Because the pressure inside a champagne bottle
0: yeah, is insanely
1: like intense. Yeah. So they would find that sometimes their bottles would explode. And so they figured out that if they took the two pieces of the glass and melted them together, that it would give them enough give that your bottle won't just explode. Got so you. If you follow that theme, you can savor your bottle, which I think is super cool. Is there like um, a stand
2: I wonder if there's like a standard like pounds per square inch uh, for sure champagne.
1: Well, I didn't find out anything about that, but maybe next time. Um, for sure,
2: this is not the last time we're drinking oh. champagne.
1: Oh God, no. <laughs> So back in the day when they, would transport, <laughs> when they would transport champagne, they would find that they would lose about half of their champagne because of bumpy roads and mm. their bottles would just – the corks would just pop up. Just popping bottles. just ruin everything, popping bottles for no reason. And so sometimes this would happen, and it would sometimes kill people if they happened to be – like in the truck or whatever they were transporting it and you they know it catch bounced.
2: a cork in the eye or something
1: yeah because i tell you the pressure from some of these things are intense so you can't seriously hurt yourself at least back then mm-hmm. you could seriously hurt yourself on that
2: i always so, wanted to pop a bottle and just send that cork flying across the room
1: <laughs> i have done that
2: safely of course
1: it's not as fun as it looks what it's quite it's quite scary Because you don't know what you're going to hit or who you're going to hit. Even if you try, you're like, oh, let me aim. You don't know how far that shit going to go.
2: Just cover like 180 degrees. Nobody in front, like a shooting range.
1: That's true. We should just do it outside. So I don't have any... Go to the shooting
2: range. Go to the golf range. All right. Go to the bow and arrow range. (laughs) Everybody, watch out. I got a champagne bottle.
1: Watch out, everybody. Put your goggles on.
2: (laughs) Definitely put your goggles um, on.
1: Because of this one of our winery women who also came up with the seam, I believe a woman came up with that too. Okay. Like I said, we, this is a widow's drink. So I just need to have a husband mm. die on me and this is perfect.
2: You got to get married first.
1: <laughs> I got to get married. I'm a die on me. Um, so they came up with putting the wire cage around your top of every single champagne bottle that you see or get has this or is a twist off
2: so is that so like wait, a wait, secondary wait. backup precaution or something
1: yeah okay. because it holds your cork in place because you have to like you know you have uh-huh. to uncreak it just to how pull it off how do you it get, off, get so this it...
2: gold shit off
1: <laughs> <laughs> and so you know it's one of those great things that's right, that well, in the that.
2: heights musical it ain't out yet y'all see it right. soon this summer or who knows when I, now but
1: i can't wait I was just watching some documentary on him and that, and it was making me really...
2: On Lin-Manuel?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, send me a link. I want to check it out.
1: Okay. After World War II, Mm -hmm. sales and population of drinks of champagne skyrocketed. This was due to, somewhat due to, movie stars and movies featuring, you know, movie stars being all glamorous, drinking champagne. Yes, Um, of
2: course. Mm-hmm. It
1: just showed a sign of wealth and fabulousness, and everything is great for champagne after the 50s. It became more worldwide, and I had this whole thing about the, the debate on champagne and sparkling wine and a bunch of stuff, and mm-hmm. that'll be for another day. Another but day. Pretty much, pretty much, I saw that about the widow and being that it is wedding month.
2: Yes it I is. Don't know. This <laughs> is our last episode of wedding month.
1: It is. That was a little bit of history on my girl champagne here.
2: <laughs> on your girl champagne.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: I love partying with champagne. It's fantastic. Me
1: too. It makes me feel mm. happy and like I'm celebrating something. And it makes me feel like every meal is brunch. It's just great. I don't know. Hell yeah. It's just me.
2: What do you wake up? What's this is your breakfast in the morning nowadays?
1: No, I've been saving my champagne for lunch because the morning is already rough. Me being on the going to work and shit and having to talk to people.
2: Because I'm saving all my drinks for lunch. For
1: for lunch. All my champagne. So (laughs) this bottle was a birthday gift from our brother and sisters, Rashad and Selena. Selena's? For my birthday. Selena's (laughs) here? So yeah, I saved it for the show because I knew I was I got a lot of champagne for my birthday. Love it. And I knew that people we, know what we you were like. Do, uh, hey, I'm mad at you. So I'm ready to tell everybody what movie we're doing.
2: Yes. Why don't you tell the people if we're they haven't figured it out yet?
1: The best man.
2: The best man. I love this movie. Every time I, I hear, love this movie, I just hear the name in that song comes in my head. Not even like uh candy. Which way? Uh, No, the song at the end with uh, Genuine and Tyrese Uh, and RL and Case.
1: So, stop making me jealous and longing for the days when we can go to concerts again. I'm
2: jealous. I'm jealous. Let me ask you this. Are you as jealous as Terrence Howard when merch is getting a lap dance?
1: (laughs) I'm more jealous because he could have just paid another stripper to give him a lap dance right there. I don't know when I'll be able to go out and go do a fucking
2: concert again. It's one thing to get a lap dance from a stripper. It's another thing to get a lap dance from Regina Hall.
1: I want a lap dance from Regina Hall. Right?
2: Oh, yeah, Daddy. Candy loves you. <laughs> she me.
1: was so fit. Oh, my
2: goodness.
1: Fit. Oh, my God. Not that she's not fit now. Oh, yeah. She but, looks I mean, great. I haven't seen her that naked in Ever, a long time. Ever since then. But she made sure she put in her work for that.
2: Mm-hmm. And Luke's dumbass. Luke is here to bring you something luscious and sugary. (laughs) Y'all get ready for candy.
1: (laughs) It's like candy. I can feel
2: it when you walk. Oh, my God. I love it so much.
1: It takes over me. (laughs) Okay. So you ready for the stats? Mm Mm-hmm. Let me hit you with the stats. Throw them at me. This movie came out. October twenty second, nineteen ninety nine, baby. How are you gonna do a
2: Halloween month movie? I think they just got a bad slate.
1: Okay, this is how I feel about October. Yeah, you can't do scary movies during that time, but you're also good with doing like romantic comedies because okay. there's a lot of people who don't like scary movies.
2: I and see. If they only
1: have that option during October, nobody's then gonna go to the op- theater. That's, that, right. that. That so, makes
2: sense. It's a nice contrast. Well, you, uh, you tell me. Uh, did this movie make money?
1: The budget. All mm-hmm. right. Uh, Nine million dollars. That's Dude. all it took to make this. That's all it took. How now is that possible? Million. So, if you roughly, if you thought about that in twenty twenty money, it's about fourteen million. But that's because Nobody was a star. You really only had to pay Tay Diggs.
2: That's crazy. And he even, yeah. he only had Stella under his belt, Stella in the wood, yeah, but, but the wood but hadn't even come Stella, out yet.
1: But Stella Got Your Groove Back was huge. It was the huge. The book was huge. The movie was huge. The real life story of them was huge. It was just big. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, I can see that. It blew his chocolatey ass uh-huh. up. Ugh. This movie is full of fine people. I, I'm so happy.
2: Hey, that's <laughs> I was watching the behind-the-scenes shit, and that's exactly what Tay Diggs said. He's like, "There's just, you know, I hate to say it, but there's some eye candy in this movie, but they all back it up with talent."
1: Ah, uh, yes, ah, uh, yes, they do.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: So it took nine million to make it. It made thirty-four million dollars.
2: Nice.
1: Which okay. in today's money is about fifty-three million dollars.
2: Okay, that's awesome. Right. I I read uh somewhere that uh they made back their budget in opening weekend as well. They like did. they broke even I, by Monday
1: because it was just so yeah.
2: It was a great fucking movie. Opening
1: weekend, opening weekend, they made nine million over nine million dollars.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, so so it was like just they straight up broke even by the end of the they weekend. Were like, yeah, everything mm-hmm. else after that is just the white meat. Yep, I like that enough
1: to. It's there so you can make your ass another movie. Mm-hmm. So, Rotten Tomatoes, you ready?
2: Mm-hmm. Talk to me.
1: Critics, 72%. All right. I think that's pretty good. For I'll, some I'll white take critics. it. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, it is. All right. Audience,
2: uh-huh. 86%. 86%. Yeah.
1: Zenobia, 90%. Beautiful black cast that are gang members, they're rappers, And the athletes, they're Mm -mm. just real actors, and all of them are talented. And all of them go on after this to have flourishing careers. All of them. All of them. So you're just like, oh my God, girl. So it's just awesome.
2: Something to quote our uh, director of this movie, he straight up said, this is not a black movie. This is a movie about a situation that... Everybody can understand and everybody can appreciate. It just happens to be a black cast.
1: Dude, you could put the cast of Friends in this fucking movie. Absolutely, you could still be the same. Yeah, you'd be like, oh, okay, it was. I mean, you take out some N words, and yeah, it's pretty good. So, anything I would say, let's cut those out of the script. But other than that, yeah, he.
2: Uh, you know what I noticed is uh, Terrence Howard says it like five, six times in his first like three minutes on camera.
1: He's supposed to be uh, like, I think he's like compensating a little bit in the black in the black culture. There's racism within our culture, uh-huh. okay, mainly because the master showed more attention to the house slaves who were more light-skinned and did not pay any attention to dark-skinned slaves who were in the fields. Mm -hmm. So these are some of the reasons why we kind of hate each other in our side our culture. And being that Terrence Howard is the lightest person in, like, at least out of the dudes,
2: yeah, he, him and Shelby you know, has
1: to like he has to like compensate for that. I feel like so he has to throw those in there too, like a little bit because even uh, Lance makes a, a statement about him being like light skinned. Uh-huh. And then they try to figure out why they do this shit because they really hate his yellow hair <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. And you're like, yeah, you know.
2: He says and something just, like, "I don't even know why they lo- these girls. Love his yellow ass.
1: His yellow ass. Because <laughs> light-skinned men are supposed to be looked at as more like pretty playboys and like non-masculine. In our culture, that's a, it's a thing. So that's how I always kind of felt about his character. He's trying to be more black. He's yeah, be more black when he doesn't have to. Because this he character, have is to. My, favorite char- his my favorite character, his character is my favorite character. Out of all of all of the characters in this movie." I probably am most like Terrence Howard.
2: I wouldn't say I'm most like him, but he's definitely my favorite character in this movie.
1: I'll tell you the honest to God truth, even though you don't want to hear it. Mm. I'll probably say it funny, too, just to soften the blow. And uh, I, I wouldn't say I'm a player, but I crush a lot. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Shit.
1: Today I've been on a roll on really good jokes, so I'm just letting it go.
2: Letting it go. Rodney, where (laughs) you at?
1: (laughs) Oh shit! Rodney's back. Uh, And I was, I was just happy that I got through bridesmaid without Rodney. You never bring him up once. And I was like, yes. Oh, here we
0: are. He's back in the fucking best man. I ain't a
2: player, but I crush a lot. Oh shit! I I crush a lot. (laughs) Are you ready? Smashley's laughing at you over here, and she's only hearing half the conversation. She can't even hear what you're saying.
1: Is she drinking over there, or is she just sitting
2: there? She got her headphones in. She's, like, trying to ignore us, but we're too funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay,
1: so are you ready for the motherfucking drinking game? game
2: yes sir yes sir. Yes, i am ready for this drinking game
1: okay good so
2: roll up my sleeves on this one
1: you won't take a sip when someone talks about the book now there's a lot of talk about the book you how did you get
2: my book jordan has my book not that i read your book you read my book no how
1: did you get a hold of my book i don't have your book harper jordan does who has my book? Well, you know hey, Dr. Yo. Feelgood
2: has your book, right? Quentin has Quentin. my book?
1: Where's my book? Yeah. Yeah, who
0: has
1: my book? <laughs> He's he going to be getting a lot of pussy when his book comes out. He's going to be on Oprah.
0: Uh-huh.
1: All of that. Any of that, all of that, you on to drink.
2: Hold on. You got to get all your right. own copy, player.
1: Yeah, I know. <laughs> he took it. He was like, huh
2: He got so close. It was right there. I was like,
1: nope.
2: <laughs> okay, I like that.
1: you going to take a sip when Lance Sullivan is said. So it has to be the whole name.
2: Excuse they me, do say Mr. Lance I... Sullivan.
1: And I even convinced Fridays to place one, provided that they get the one next to Lance Sullivan's photo. Yep. Uh, you know, TGIF said that they'll only do the spread if they could be next to Lance Sullivan. Mm-hmm.
0: Boom. This is Lance Sullivan.
1: Oh, you're Lance Sullivan. I apologize. I didn't recognize you. You look much bigger on television. Any of those you going to take a sip Uh because they do say his name.
2: That's right. Me and this is Lance. Oh, you're Lance Sullivan.
1: Oh, you're Lance Sullivan.
2: Pleasure's all mine. Oh, How nice, but what is your name? Dude, she's so innocent in that movie.
1: I love her. Mm -hmm. I love her. Mm -hmm.
2: Apparently everybody does. All
1: right. (laughs) You go take a sip. Mm
2: Well,
1: Julian can't keep a secret.
2: Oh, this motherfucker. Merch cannot keep a secret. Were you supposed to tell kiss. me that you read my
1: book? Him telling that fucking, uh, Jordan has his book. uh uh-huh. And being like, did you guys know that him and Jordan, like, kissed in college? Oh wait, hey, did you guys know that they kissed in undergrad? Oh yeah, man, up in the newsroom senior year, I remember that shit.
0: Oh yeah,
2: we knew yeah, that man. shit. Wait, what? Old ass news. Motherfucking, well, you know you can't keep a secret. Nigga, you know damn well you can't keep a secret. That is so messed up. You wanna get a drink? I no. Was- what? No. You talk too much. <laughs> I know. She was mad at me. She gets she on like, mad. shut your no. fucking mouth.
1: I don't know why I even told dumb dumbass. <laughs> like, seriously? I,
2: I mean, she I got know. the book from him.
1: She did. But he, he, did, he didn't have to say nothing. He didn't have to say nothing.
2: So can I, I point said, out a flaw in this movie? Ooh. It is yeah. never disclosed how the fuck they got the book in the first place. If you notice... Tay Diggs is riding with Merch, a.k.a. Julian, in the car, and he mentions his book. He's like, you know, you sure didn't depict her like that in your book. And immediately he's like, not that I read your book. And he's like, you read my book? How did you get my book? I don't have your book. Jordan has your book. Jordan has my book. And it's never touched on again how they got the book in the first place.
1: Like, I could understand Jordan getting the book. Yeah. Because she is like, you know, she works in the industry. Yeah, for of, sure. Uh, she might know somebody who knows somebody who knows. Like on fucking uh, uh, The Devil Wars Prada. Like they got the J.K. Rowling to give him the, uh, <laughs> the book before it even came out. You know, uh-huh. you got to know somebody. I can get that. But I don't know how he would get the book. I don't know. He's just a, He's just a teacher.
2: He's just a teacher. But somehow he's he got a, a preview copy before anybody else. And it just went around. So, only because of that, I'm gonna give it a 90. Because everything else I about this movie it is it great. 90. Yeah, I don't no, know. I, I got, don't know why you I took your 10% issues. off, but oh, I tell you, I got some
1: issues, and it all stems from fucking Lance,
2: Mr. Lance Sullivan's masculine ass. Mr.
1: Lance, yeah, his dumb ass. He's, like, <laughs> he's a
2: straight-up caveman he, I, in this one.
1: I don't like him. I, I don't know. Like him.
2: We'll touch on it. Let's because finish this drinking game.
1: Anybody. Who calls my sexy knee along a lesbian just because she a bad bitch? I don't want to have anything to do with your ass.
2: He said so she's one step. Kid. She's one step from lesbian. One step. <laughs> and Terrence Howard's like, hold on, that's a nice thought. She probably fucks <laughs> better than you, bitch. You ne- we never find out. We she's emotional. She's horny.
1: My hormones are raging out of control. I'm emotional. I'm horny. And I don't want to hear about no goddamn peas. And she don't want to no hear about
2: no goddamn peas. <laughs> Fuck
0: you.
2: Good, good night.
0: night. Fuck you. Good night. How
2: about that? Yeah, how about that? Can we mm-hmm. at least hold each other? No, no bitch. Take your ass to sleep on the couch On the
1: couch <laughs> That is my favorite line in the whole movie, by the way mm-hmm. <laughs> So um,
0: Fuck you, you goodnight
1: know, No, <laughs> I'm whole... horny my, my hormones are raging I'm emotional And I don't care about no damn greens, peace
2: Greens? You're getting hungry, so fuck aren't you? you
1: <laughs> uh, I'm a little drunk A little high <laughs> I had a couple of beers before this.
2: I thought about getting high today before this just to help with my back. I just forgot to do it. <sighs> it was I helping could. yesterday. I took a, an edible yesterday and my back felt great within like 30 40 minutes.
1: I wish I could give send you stuff in the mail. I don't know.
2: Amazon don't do uh edibles.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that would not be, be so too hard.
2: awesome if they did.
1: <laughs> okay, so you going to take a sip? Take a sip. When you see a flashback So this mm. is when they go back to college
2: So when they all shave
1: When they all shave <laughs> They already look young as fuck anyway in this movie They have had to shave and wear like a jersey
2: When Lance Trust is yelling at his, at his dick away. Lord Please forgive me on my wayward dick What the fuck is wrong yeah. with you?
1: <laughs> yelling at him So you gonna take a sip At all of those Okay, uh, There's not too too many but they're good you gon' gonna take a simp. Take that simp. When, when someone kisses. So, this is just, you know, a couple kissing. Mm. This is a forehead kiss. With a kiss to
0: her frontal lobe. That's what I'm saying. The you know? forehead,
2: forehead, kiss, def- forehead kiss? It's endearing. Yeah. It's shit. It's damn near erotic.
1: I mean, you damn almost got me with it. One, anytime I do give a forehead kiss, like.
2: It reminds like, you of so this just, movie, right? Yes,
1: as long as it's not like, you know, a family member, your uncle kissing you on your forehead. No, not like that. But I'm talking about, like, a mad kiss. I do always think of this fucking movie. Like, it's like,
2: nowadays, it's like a red flag if you've seen the movie. Because yeah, no bullshit, after I did see this movie, I was like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to try that. Like Terrence hey. Howard. Shit. You know, I, I tried that forehead kiss. It didn't work for me. I guess I'm not as smooth as old harp over there. Old harp.
1: <laughs> i'm just saying that when this movie came out i didn't know nothing about none mm. i love this movie though i thought it was great mm-hmm. but but i got older and i got a sexy forehead kiss i mean what you trying to do trying you, to yeah do?
2: it's like how you trying what to play me i see seen it or That's if you're day. if you're open to it it's like okay i, I, I see you i see where i stand I now
1: you. okay
2: how do All we right. how do we move this forward
1: Let's get out of here.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, okay, you're going to take a step when Lance gets physical.
2: Ah. So he goes
1: crazy. He grabs Terrence Howard over the table. Let's take a piss. About to throw the bitch out the balcony. Punch uh-huh. him in the eye. Yeah, take a stamp.
2: Okay. Even when he's
1: trying to forgive him and he's like grabbing his hand. Yeah. He's still being a could have killed you
2: last night. I still could right now. It's karma, baby.
1: You it is karma, baby. And Terrence is just smooth. He's
2: just looking at him like, Yeah, but you know, you can do what you are gonna do, but that don't mean I'm wrong.
1: Yeah. He just I mean, can't handle can it. Over this. look,
2: He can't handle it. as many times our, as he is uh tippy toed out the door on her ass if she did it even on once. All the time. It's karma, baby. Exactly. That's
1: a goddamn double standard that I am not about.
2: Absolutely. And I
1: hate people who pull that same shit. She stepped out once in college. How she know she's gonna marry you ten years later? She didn't know. Right. <laughs> How am I supposed to know? Uh. Why are we so bad? I don't want to talk about it. Let's go. All right. So you gonna take a sale. Don't
2: worry about it. We're not the cheating type. We're not in. We're not on trial here.
1: I am not a cheating type because I'll just leave you. And then go be with the person. Mm-hmm. I'll be that over cheating on you. Zenobia
2: is a good woman, Lord. She's a good girl. She comes to work on time. She's dependable. I, I am.
1: <laughs> and I make a good cocktail. Yes, you do. Oh, wait, you wet. didn't make
2: this one, but it's still good-ish.
1: But you know, my history of cocktails is on point, okay? So, um, you know, take a simp. Take a simp. When someone dances.
2: Yes.
1: When I'm Candy's
2: this, dancing. When Candy's dancing, when Uncle Skeeter's dancing. Come on now, Uncle Skeeter. Don't be trying to touch my booty. No, no. Yep, I'm gonna take it when it's
1: fucking uh them dancing to Stevie Wonder. Oh yeah. All that. Do 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 do, do, do. do. Oh, oh. Yes, all that. Do, do, you, do, do, you gonna take do. a sip.
2: Okay. There's some
1: good there's some good dancing in
2: here. Come on, Uncle Skeeter. Don't be trying yeah. to touch my booty.
1: <laughs> no, we try to touch my booty. That is totally something I would be, I would say to somebody. Oh no, 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 <laughs> no, Scoo- no!
2: And he was gets was it started. Right? I'm gonna get it started, y'all. Five, yep. six, five, six, five, seven, six. eight. You see Shelby's ass out there looking for yeah. attention.
1: One, I love Shelby. I love she Shelby. She <laughs> I love it. She's out okay, of her see.
2: mind. She's sexy in this movie, though. As crazy <laughs> as she is. Like I get, I kind of get why Julian sticks around.
1: <laughs> I don't, but we'll yes and no. Okay, so uh, we're
2: gonna talk about that. So you, are so
1: you gonna <laughs> take a sip when Quentin gives somebody a burn? So that's him burning Shelby all the goddamn time. Oh, okay. Him, uh, Julian all the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: All those jokes. He'd be like, "Are you wearing your mama's jacket?" You're yeah. still
2: wearing your mama's jacket, huh? Bite yeah. it, okay? Bite, Bite it. it. Grow, yes, it, grow it Murchie. <laughs> <laughs> grow it that's
1: him telling Shelby to pick up a,
2: a bottom jaw uh, don't you think you ought to pick, pick that up
1: what your bottom jaw <laughs> <laughs> All of them. and he has some great ass he's got some he's got some he's good got some great
2: lines in this movie I get so why I mean, Terrence Howard wanted to play this role
1: I would want to play this role too because I seriously
2: huh he's like I, I am a pimp' people. So my future's looking mighty bright. Thank you very much. <laughs> See, me, you just, you just weren't made to wear fine Italian tailor-cut suits myself. I'm a to mm-hmm. pimp this baby right here. <laughs> he, and he did. Yes, he did. Because you
1: know it's hard out here for a pimp. Especially him when he's trying to make his money for the rent.
2: I almost went with a thin mustache today, but you know I didn't think I could rock it the same way. Maybe next time. I'll try it out one of these days.
1: I need us to do hustle and flow. Like, soon. <laughs> love it. Okay. So, you gonna take a simp.
2: Take a simp. I've been simping. I'm on my, like, fourth
1: shit. Keep on simping, since simping, since been simping. Since simping's so been simp. simping. <laughs> when someone says, Shelby, Shelby, who? her name probably the most <laughs> out of everybody. I know, even when he's getting his lap dance. Hey, like, Mark, Shelby's Shelby on the phone for you. For you. <laughs> yep, all of that. When all Shut of up. them
2: say it. Hi, Shelby. Hi, Hi Shelby.
1: Hi, Shelby. Hi, Shelby.
2: Well, it's like, nice to see you too. You too, yeah. Break out the 40s. <laughs> like, fuck this
1: bitch. So when someone says that crazy bitch, Shelby.
0: Oh, I see. It's gang up on Shelby Day. Uh-huh.
2: I so. Okay, I like that a lot.
1: you gonna finish a drink when we meet the bride. So this is when she comes down the stairs all in slow motion. In slow motion. And her her last...
2: Dressed in all white with that white background.
1: White background looking so pure. Mm -hmm. I'll just watch her come down the stairs.
2: Innocent. Oh, it's
1: so good to see you. How are you?
2: I'm good. You look really great, girl. (laughs)
1: so do you. We know what you did. We do know what she did. But you can't be mad for a one night stand at college.
2: I can't be mad. Dude, you can't be mad at her. Hell no. She was well within her rights. As many times. I mean, shit.
1: I do understand that.
2: Even once, if he kind of only did it, if he only did it once, she's still within her rights because she took so, his ass back.
1: Did he take her virginity, or did Lance take her virginity?
2: No, I think he did. He definitely did. Tay Diggs? No, uh, Lance Morris oh, Chestnut okay, okay. definitely did. He definitely took her virginity. This was, you know, after, of course. It's not Amen. like she was saving it for marriage. She was. Yeah, but Lance got it way before then.
1: He got hit, he got to
2: it's not to the it, no, I don't think anywhere in the script or in the movie that it suggested that Tay Diggs got to her before Lance did in any way. It's well, just a matter of um, he kept cheating on her and she couldn't take it anymore. She got tired of it and this was her revenge. I
1: mean, that's pretty fucked up. Yeah. It's true.
2: It's like, okay, I mean, you're gonna keep fucking all these brainless, meaningless girls out here. For sport, fine. You can think that that's as impersonal as you want, but I take it personally. And therefore, I'm going to fuck one person, and it's going to be somebody that you really wish that I didn't. And that's what she did.
1: He deserves it. Fuck Lance. All right, let's move on. Hey, he got what he
2: deserves. I'm not going to say that he didn't. He absolutely did. Yeah, he did get what he deserved. Like (laughs) uh, Terrence Howard said, it's karma,
0: baby. It's karma,
1: baby. You cheated on her for probably the get, so I, that's why I don't understand. From Jump why you Street. You could be even mad at something that happened in college. In college. Anyone who goes to college knows that that is a free spirit time. where You find yourself sexually, mentally, physically. Mm-hmm. and That's when you're you supposed be to be from...
2: sleeping around, so to speak.
1: What did she say on Bridesmaid? She's like, that's your whole year. You're supposed to go out there and just. Fuck! Have lesbians experience.
2: (laughs) I don't don't remember. So we're
1: supposed to to do in college. Okay.
2: I just remember getting yelled at. You have the face of an angel. You smell like pine cones. (laughs) Smell like pine needles.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you gonna finish your drink? Finish that drink. When Lance reads the book. Mm. So when he in the toilet.
2: Oh, when it starts to turn uh, all red on him and everything. And he
1: starts to get to the gotcha. forehead, kiss to the then uh, he sealed it,
2: it with a kiss to her frontal Gets lobe. The okay, then he goes after he his ass. You fucked Mia.
1: Hey,
2: smile, that is the bachelor party. You fucked Mia.
1: Whoops, his ass. He couldn't hold the secret in any longer. Mm. That he put it in the book so that he could somehow. Relieve himself of this horrible secret. Mm
2: -hmm. Jordan gives it to him. She's like, you wrote the book. You wrote the book. You
1: aired your dirty laundry. No matter how hard you tried to disguise it, it was you. You got away with it years ago. Let it go, stupid. Why are you writing it down?
2: You
0: know, she didn't tell him. Because it makes that money.
2: It makes that money. He, because he is a narcissist. He wants that limelight. He wants that fame. He wants to be on Oprah. He wants to cheat on Sonia Lathan for years to come. He wants to be Lance. He does. Honestly. He's just not yeah. an athlete. He's a writer.
1: He just should have changed the story a lot more mm-hmm. so that your friends would have just thought you added stuff
0: mm-hmm.
1: instead of thinking that, because you added so much stuff that, like, oh, yeah, that did happen. That did happen. That yep. did happen. That one thing, if you're like, oh, I made it up. They are like, no, you did it because everything else you wrote was real.
2: Absolutely.
1: <laughs> everything else was real. I can read between
2: the real. lines, motherfucker.
1: Yeah. You changed, like, our names, but that was it. He so tried you to flip going, it
2: with a couple of different characters, intertwining characters. He didn't do a good enough. He tried. A little bit. But that's just it's a testament to our director and the way he wrote it.
1: Oh, yes, he did. Okay, so, um, you gonna finish your drink.
2: Finish that drink.
1: During the best man's speech. I'm not about to finish this because I refilled it about three times, so I'm almost (laughs) okay.
2: To the bride and groom.
1: To the bride and groom. (laughs) Yep. Okay.
2: So, um, So when when Tay Diggs makes his best man speech, he goes the holy road. And may God bless this union. Mia gave me too much
0: credit for this union. I have learned from them what it means to be truly. Committed to another person.
1: You're like, God damn you, man.
2: And nobody's clapping until Lance does. Like, it's already gone around the wedding and everything. Everybody knows what happened no, already. Whoop his eye. ass. He, he got one of these.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. So, you know, so. Only one down. that doesn't know
2: at this point is Mia. Because, you know, it's the That's bride true. and she's got to stay happy on wedding day. But until Lance starts clapping, nobody's clapping.
1: You got anything to add?
2: I don't know. I'm a little drunk already.
1: <laughs> champagne. We talked about it. That's champagne.
2: The uh of the bubbles. Actually, I have two things to add. And you can choose to take them or not because you're already going to get a little fucked up on this because it's champagne. But you got to take a simp anytime that Jordan is being meddling and controlling the way that she does. Okay. Or you also have to take a simp when Julian, a.k.a. Merch, is getting shit on. By
0: who? By everybody.
2: Okay. Like, everybody <laughs> talks down to him to a it's certain easy. degree. You know? Terrence Howard does it. Shelby does it. Lance does it, like, once or twice. I don't know if Tay Diggs does it. Jordan Not does really. it.
1: That's because he's a fuck up, dude. What yeah.
2: What you up, bro? I mean, he's he's a pacifist. Yeah, you know he's 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 soft.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, yeah.
2: You want them soft, bro? Hey, don't don't ever call me soft. What you mean? What you taking in all this air for? I called you soft. Soft. Shit, I spell it S O F capital T soft. 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 Soft.
1: He started it. So uh, that is the motherfucking drinking
2: game. Ma. Yes,
1: <laughs> Shit. Okay, so I just need to ask this because you said I have a surprise but you didn't tell me what this is going to be. You it, for people who can't see, Jason right now, he's sitting in front of a green screen.
2: They don't know that. All they know is that I'm hanging out in New York City right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just want to know what's going on. I I
2: have upgraded the video podcast situation. And therefore, I've decided that when this coronavirus is over, you're going to join me. And you're going to be green screen, too. And we're going to go wherever we want to go, depending on the movie that we're doing.
1: Oh, I love it. You understand? Oh, my God. Yes. Uh-huh. it will look a lot better with our costumes if we have a cool green screen. Yep,
2: exactly. I love it. So we're going to be hanging out wherever the hell we want. Where you want to go next?
1: Okay. The beach. Uh, I'm out. Right
2: near the beach.
1: <laughs> I just want to be out of this house. So.
2: How are you guys holding up over there?
1: We're good. You know, I got a house full of people, so that's actually good not like, you know, we're in solitaire with just one person. Yeah,
2: Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little envious of your situation because you've got everybody there at the house. It feels like you have a sense of community. You got them babies. You know, you got a community with you. And that is a uh, big luxury in this current situation.
1: It is.
2: Don't get me wrong. Even I'm ahead of the curve because I have Ashley and Robin. Uh, some people yeah. are stuck by themselves, dude.
1: I know. Straight and if you up are by a themselves. Person who's listening to us and you are a person in, uh quarantined by yourself. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you and know that we love and care for you because we want us all to be safe.
2: You want to know and something crazy? I know it
1: sucks. huh?
2: Check this out. Ashley has a friend who is a staff member on a cruise ship and they can't dock.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of cruise
2: ships like that. They are and, stuck uh, at sea. They've been at sea for three months. They're trying to quarantine themselves for the next 15 days just so that certain uh, crew members can get off and dock at their respected countries.
1: All right, let's talk about this movie.
2: All right, let's dive into the movie. What movie are we talking about? So,
1: The Best Man. Ay, uh, yeah, 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 And, uh...
2: <laughs> I love this movie. I love this soundtrack. This is such a good movie and such a good, a good soundtrack.
1: soundtrack. We have we've talked about quite a few people in this movie and previous movies,
2: including our director.
1: Including our director mm-hmm. who we previously talked about in Girls
2: way Trip. back when.
1: Way back when we first started the shit with mm-hmm. Girls Trip.
2: Yep. How far are we going back?
1: Way back. Way back. Back, back in the to time. <laughs> episode
2: two (laughs) was it episode two i think it was
1: shit it was damn gina so we've talked about him before Mm -hmm. malcolm d lee a wonderful writer and
2: director of this movie he's got a murderer's row of successful movies
1: he from does the best. make some good movies. This was his first one. This was his first feature film.
2: It is amazing that he got this cast at such a young age. He was He got them, before he
1: could, he got them when he could afford them.
2: <laughs> but check this out. He now, When they filmed this, he was 27 going on 28 years old when he was filming this. That's crazy to get this cast together uh, and make a movie like this. It's I
1: mean, very, very impressive. I am very jealous. This cast is amazing. This was his first mo- feature film. Mm-hmm. He used the money and experience that he got from working on Malcolm X with his cousin Spike Lee. Spike. On that, on that wonderful Spike Lee joint. hmm Yeah, so, you know, they are cousins, but their movies are completely different. Yes, they do. I probably think, the only thing that is a through line on both of their movies is that they usually use a strong black cast. Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah, I hear you I on just that. Love it. But his, That's his like resume is thing. just as impressive. Like if you look at it from right after the best man, he went to undercover brother with Eddie Griffin. <laughs> after that, He did Roll Bounce, which I love that movie. I was about to say, that's your fucking movie. That's my movie. But also, right after that, he went to Welcome Home Roscoe Jenkins. Love it. Immediately. Then Soul Man. Then Scary Movie. Then The Best Man Holiday. Then Barbershop, The Next Cut. Then Girls Trip. Then Night School. I mean, guess what he's doing next? What? He's doing uh, Space Jam 2 and, of course... Best man wedding. I
1: just want to. Best man wedding. Who's getting married? Yeah. Quinn and fucking Shelby. They're the only ones not married.
2: No, Robin's not married.
1: Yeah, but they're not going to do a whole wedding for her and the white boy. I don't know. He was a cool white boy, though, I have to say. I liked him. He fit in good. I liked him. He fit in good with the crew.
2: Yeah. I will say that uh, nobody's attached yet.
1: They're all attached. You can't do it without them. They got to be. I ain't going to see it.
2: Hey, tell me. Since we're talking about the Best Man, Best Man Holiday broke my fucking heart.
1: Okay, I just want to throw out a spoiler there. If you are a person who has not seen Best Man Holiday, which is part two to this one, Uh uh, go ahead because I'm going to just talk real quick. Yep. Yes.
2: You're seven years Um, late to the prom.
1: That's okay. Some people seven years ago was only 11.
2: They had some things to do. I get it.
1: (laughs) They were babies. Okay, so uh, I think part two is the reason why I don't like Lance. Mm. I mean, there's a lot of reasons in this movie why, I, the, the first one, why I don't like him. Mm. But being that that movie comes out so much later, time has passed, and he still can't forgive Tay Diggs. It's just, it makes no sense to me. It's he... too hard. It's a million years. Your, your wife is telling you, like, get over this shit, man. And if you should be mad at anybody... It's her because she's the one who actually promised anything to you. Now, she didn't – neither one of them did anything wrong, and he should feel more guilty about how many times he stepped out on her than that one time. Mm -hmm. But he can't. He can't. And him being a a Christian, he can't even forgive even though he said he was going to forgive. So that is why I fucking hate Lance. I, I do not give a shit or sympathize with his character at all in either one of these movies.
2: I don't feel bad for him in the least when it comes to the best man because he brought it on himself. She would have never cheated on him if he had remained faithful.
1: Yep.
2: You know what I'm saying? Uh, she
1: didn't cheat on him. They broke up. No, they didn't break up. <laughs> they did. They were fighting. They broke up.
2: Even if they were broken up, your best friend, come on. That's straight up vindictive. Now, does he deserve it? Absolutely. Absolutely. However, does he deserve what happens in part two? No. No.
1: No. Nobody that's what I'm cares. saying. Nobody. Why are you still so holding on to this grudge? I can't. So. Because it yeah. makes
2: for you know good drama.
1: Speaking of night school, I know we just like briefly talked about it, mm-hmm. but I want to mention a show that I started watching today that I kind of want everybody to fucking start watching. It's called Black AF on Netflix. By the creator of Blackish and Mixed-ish and Grown-ish.
2: Who is the creator? Because yeah. I may have already met him.
1: You probably have met him.
2: Because Ashley just worked on Mixed-ish.
1: I know she did. Kenya Barris.
2: Kenya Barris.
1: Well, this guy I'm talking about is also uh, a writer on Girls Trip.
0: Oh, okay. So he wrote a lot of
1: black things uh, that we know and love, and the show has a. Uh, what is her Rashida Jones and I love it because normally we don't see Rashida Jones play a black character but Mm. she plays a black AF character in this movie and it's pretty funny what does AF stand for as Fuck? Are you serious? Cause my dad I just wanted you to break it down for the people. <laughs> my dad, I told him, I was like, dude, you need to watch, like, Black AF. <laughs> I was like, hashtag Black AF. And he was like, well, what's AF stand for? And I was like, uh, Ass Fuck? And he was like, oh, Black Ass Fuck? And I was like, yeah, yeah. I just felt weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm
2: cussing in the house. <laughs> I was
1: like, you asked me what I meant. <laughs> Go check it out. I think it just dropped, like, today or yesterday on Netflix. I'll
2: Very check good. it out.
1: Watch it, people. Okay, so, like we said, this is his first movie, Malcolm's. hmm With the help of Mr. Spike Lee, because this movie is produced by 40 Acres and a Mule. Yes, it is. Spike Lee's production company mm-hmm. helping his cousin out. They talked about how, you know, he would come and give suggestions on the script or casting or whatever this, that, and that. And he said it was always cool, you know, to take some advice from him and, you know, to disagree with him as well. Good for him for disagreeing
2: be, where necessary.
1: Here's the thing he might be the great and powerful Spike Lee to us mortals, but to fucking Malcolm, that's just his older fucking cousin. That's your cousin. He, 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 he don't care shit. Yeah. <laughs> no one cares. Malcolm. No one
2: cares. Is this your cousin? This your cousin?
1: Yeah, this is yeah. my cousin. <laughs> Good,
0: cause
2: you
1: fired. Yeah, so you know, I can understand if it was like if it was like one of us like working with him and having Spike give us it, we would be totally different and awestruck and yeah, oh you'd God, like latch
2: onto every single word that he gives you.
1: Yes. But if he was just my cousin, I'd be like, ah, man, I ain't making movies like you, bitch. Yeah. I appreciate it. Thank you for uh, giving me some money for this shit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah.
2: You do you, I'm going to do me.
1: The Lee family be kicking it out with some awesome movies. You can get some deep dramas that make you think about racism and just the world and politics and all that shit. You can look at Denzel most of the time with his movies.
0: Mm -hmm. Or...
1: You can watch these goofy, fun black comedies that show you know powerful black people. You know, Girls Trip. Everybody except, I guess, Tiffany Addish's character was you know established in their career. Yeah, you know, absolutely. He doesn't. He doesn't really try to make movies where you know we're gang members or where you know just sex straight like drive to people where it's just whatever. He, he he makes it so that his scripts could be put in with any different race you could put a white people into girls trip
0: mm-hmm. you know you oh yeah you can. absolutely i mean, could. I, I
1: mean obviously you can't do that with like undercover brother but like you know,
2: the title is undercover, Rock, undercover brother
1: <laughs> yeah you know that's a little different one but he seems to keep black people working he worked on soul food the tv show for a long time
2: oh did he okay he,
1: he did some episodes of that are we there yet with like, ice well, cube with terry. no like the tv show with terry cruz
2: oh is there a tv show with that
1: there okay. was yeah he did the game which ran for fucking forever he did about i think like 15 episodes of that so you know okay he he stays in black hollywood which i love keeping us working and using Mm -hmm. a nice variety of us in his movies
2: well uh since you're talking about them comedies he doesn't consider this a comedy malcolm doesn't he says that this this is a a drama that has comedic elements and comedic parts to it but never did he consider it a comedy just happens to be this is some funny shit in here
1: I feel like part two is a comedy maybe with like a very dark undertone of like some sadness I was going to
2: say that shit takes a deep turn if it's a comedy. That's like some click shit from Adam Sandler. You didn't expect to cry when you watch click. You don't expect to cry when you watch Best Man Holiday but
1: shit. It's still a good movie and it keeps you laughing Mm -hmm. until the end when you're crying. Yeah. I don't know.
2: I couldn't stand.
1: So you know how I said that Terrence Howard was probably the most character that's like me, Terrence Howard and like Neil Long's characters combined would be mm. me. Malcolm's character is Harper. Mm. He is the artist. He is the writer. I don't think that he necessarily wanted it to be that way Sure. in real life. But after putting out this movie, he got calls from his friends and shit being like, well, how come you see me as like a Shelby or how come, you know, I'm sitting here right? like a, whatever. And they started hitting them up. Like he really did write this book or movie
2: based on his friends. Them. And he came so, right back with it. He's like, I wasn't even thinking about you. That's your own neuroses, bro.
1: So he became his own Harper in making this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, not knowing that he was going to become his own Harper. I, I bet he did think of himself as that because he is the most, you know, he's a writer and he seems the most level-headed. I don't know what his family or friends are outside of Spike Lee, but he turned into that because they thought he was writing about him, them.
2: Everybody wants that attention. They want to feel like it was based on them. So it's it's just like reading your horoscope. Like, your horoscope will say that you're a certain way, and you subconsciously will find ways to mimic those characteristics. Like, for instance, I'm a Scorpio, and it says that Scorpios are very intelligent and very secretive, and they're also very manipulative. And if you think about it, everybody is. Anybody can be intelligent. Anybody can be secretive. Anybody yeah. can be manipulative. It also says, oh, that Scorpios are extremely jealous. I'm actually not very jealous. So when a friend of yours writes a book, you immediately think, oh, he must be talking about me. Well, he ain't talking about that's you.
1: True. Unless it's, like, distinct of, like...
2: I mean, if it's, I'm, you know... It's
1: like, I made them eat a shit pie. Like, you know they talking about you in the book. Like, that's something that you would just see like... You couldn't make that up. I know you're talking about me. What
0: that was not know? me.
1: I love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, run, Queenie, Queenie, <laughs> Please. I love that movie so much. It was a good book. <laughs> you know, you can't hide some things like that. You better know, you didn't make that up, bitch.
2: Nah, who's going to believe no, you? Me. I don't know. I've been told I'm a good writer. already I'm sold a lot writer. of books.
0: Sure
1: bitch. Have. Oh, yes, I did, you racist bitch. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Okay, that's all I have on Malcolm. You got anything else on on our wonderful director that we will definitely do again when we do Roscoe Jenkins?
2: Oh, man, when we do that, when we do Best Man Holiday, when we do Roll Bounce. Shit, you pick it. Damn. Uh, No, I am ready to talk about something luscious about to bring you something delicious and sugary so allow me to introduce the flavor we call candy because she's only in here for the minute and we've already talked about her miss candy played by the wonderful regina hall sexy sexy candy smart candy shit
1: smart exactly no,
2: Right? Her ass is in college. She's tripping to pay Mm -hmm. her shit. This was her, I don't know if I would say it's her breakout role, but it was her first big opportunity.
1: I'm just going to say her body was banging.
2: Hell yeah, it was.
1: She looks so cute.
2: Sexy. If you want to hear a lot more
1: about her, Mm -hmm. go ahead and listen to our girl's trip, our episode number two.
2: I will say she not only was her body just sexy as all hell, but she took control of her sexuality as well. You know, she didn't have any reservations. She understood that she was acting and dancing in front of a room full of testosterone filled men at a bachelor party. She didn't give one fuck she Until was in her two. own world she treated it as such and she did a hell of a job
1: yeah it's at part 2 when she totally regrets that shit quick
2: oh yeah i mean that's <laughs> you know that's in the writing but i commend her because it's not easy to take off your clothes uh in front of camera it's not easy to take off your clothes on stage or in front of a group of people i don't care how fit you are how sexy you are or how uh, well you can dance, it is a difficult thing to do regardless because you are completely exposed. And when these drunken people are looking at you as a object of desire, that will definitely, it can fuck up your head real quick. Even if you are in a controlled setting and you're on stage and this, that, and the other, regardless, you're still halfway naked. And the fact that she we, did it so well and so precise and she had an agenda is very admirable how well she did that.
1: Are we talking about the actress? Or I'm the talking character? about the actress. Okay. One, I'm talking about totally Regina understand. Hall
2: and how well she played that character.
1: I understand it. I am a person who personally does not like wearing clothes. So I really don't give a shit if you see my pop belly and my stretch marks. But especially if I had a body like hers in this movie, you couldn't keep clothes on me. So (laughs) I I totally understand that there are people out there who, you know, that is a big deal. And it's very scary. As long as I'm not showing my snatch and, you know, my cheeky cheese, cheese, then, you know, I, I feel more comfortable. Like I said, I don't like wearing clothes layers of clothes this is not me
2: most people don't want people to see anything
1: yeah that's true she does a fantastic job (laughs) she's gorgeous Uh, her character is awesome Mm -hmm. Uh, she's sweet yeah she's so sweet
2: Uh, the second that you flip the script and she's no longer working like the next day she's incredibly sweet and she's so personable
1: yeah she's, she's not she didn't come dressed like a stripper hell no like when you would think you would think a stripper would show up to something she just you know she was awesome and i do love her i know we're getting i keep talking about part two but mm. i just love her character in part two because she's like hood and like classy at the same time uh-huh. like oh yeah i was sweet but don't tell me i'll fucking beat your ass like you know <laughs> don't cross me
2: exactly together. Well, she's still doing her thing. You know what I saw her in recently is a uh, Shaft, the newest, uh, oh, yeah. the she newest plays one. The wife. She plays wife
1: or the, or the ex-wife,
2: yeah. baby the mama. Ex-wife.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she does a good job. So who are
2: we? Uh, who
1: are we talking about? You want a fun fact? Or I can give you one.
2: Give me that fun fact, cause I'm ready to move on.
1: Uh, you can tell that this ensemble cast is very friendly and fun with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, they. A lot of them have worked with each other in previous movies and shows. All of them. Because, like I said, Black Hollywood is a neighborhood. And so, you know, you know your neighborhood mm-hmm. neighbors. So.
2: Won't you be oh, my neighbor?
1: <laughs> Black neighbor. Hello, so, boys and girls.
2: Uh, We're all alone again today.
1: So, uh, the cast even had a cast dinner. They got drunk, shut down a Restaurant had a good time on set. It was a very fun, chill set where it felt like they were partying all the time and chilling and relaxing. Well, this was a good time because you know it came out during the I would like to say the Black Renaissance of movies in the late mid to late 90s. It was like the turn of the century. Turn of the century, we no longer had movies where we were boys in the hood. And Minnesota society. Mm -hmm. We're not saying that those movies aren't good because they are really good movies. Mm -hmm. But we moved into more of the realistic uh, black African American family, like Soul Food and
0: such.
1: You know, Love and Basketball, The Wood, and shit. All this stuff came out around this time and these movies blew up and became cult classics, at least in the black community.
2: Yeah, they um, all, in like a span of five years.
1: Yeah, they just pop, pop one after another. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we kind of talked about that in Love and Basketball last year, about that, because that movie came out around the same times. Another Sanaya Uh This cast was so close that, you know, people started having fun, like Tay Diggs would moon, me along, and they would play pranks on each other, and mm-hmm. dance, and have a good time. So, the connection that you feel like these people are actually really college friends is because they all have known each other for a long time.
2: Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. They uh,
1: shit. have worked on other projects um, and shit.
2: Nia Long and Monica Calhoun had known each other since they were kids, since they were coming yep. up and auditioning for this, that, and the other. You know? Yeah. Lathan had just worked with Regina Hall as her sister in Love and Basketball, you know? Monica! Right? And then they just work together in the wood right before that shit. That's true. That's true. Yeah, they, there's a lot of intertwining of a lot of these characters working with each other, from Morris Chestnut and Nia Long in Boys in the Hood to Tay Diggs and Sanaya Lathan in The Wood and so on and so forth. Uh, and that is word. also a testament to all of these oh, actors yes, yes. because that means that they are the cream of the crop. Because you best believe that there were other actors that auditioned for these roles, but yeah. these actors took the roles.
1: That's because Black Hollywood neighborhood was smaller back then than it is now. That too. You know, Tate Diggs was the. But the also, I think that dude. the
2: gap was much bigger.
1: What do you mean? Of when movies were getting made?
2: Well, not just of when movies were get, getting made, but of the training. Back in the 90s, there weren't nearly as many blue-collar families, you might say, that had children that wanted to go into the arts. It's It wasn't really a viable option. You know, it's not reliable. It's not in your mind to become an actor.
1: People of color, we ain't got that luxury.
2: Exactly. Nowadays it's more of a viable option. That's why you see so many people on Instagram, on TikTok, on Twitter, on Snapchat, on all of these platforms, on YouTube, because now we know that we can make money off of these other platforms, and that is an option rather than working in a steel mill, working in a factory, all of that soul-crushing work, so to speak. You know what I mean? Yeah. But back then in the late 90s like all of these actors they had started in say the mid 80s they decided the hell with that I don't want to do those things they said I want to be an actor this is my life this is what I'm gonna do because of that they got the proper training they put in the work they studied and they when it came to the audition time they were just that much better so you re- continually see them don't get me wrong black Hollywood is very small 10% by by uh, standards you know I'm
1: gonna disagree with you on the whole training part not saying that black people didn't have training in previous generations Uh what i'm saying is is that these black people especially the ones in this movie Mm -hmm. became crossover hit they became something that is different that we don't see too much of in hollywood in general is that you get a handful you know you get your morgan freeman and your Denzel Washingtons and your Will Smiths who get those roles. You're going to use the same three dudes for either the old guy, the kind of old guy, or the young guy. Like, you know, you use them mm-hmm. for all of those. The thing was is that the writing was never there for black people. Agreed. Until the late – the 90s. Um, I would say like it came in spurts. The 70s became, you know, Black Sportation movies where we can write our own movies, we can star in our own movies, we can do our own stuff. I get that. And then in the 80s, we kind of became more where there were certain people like Eddie Murphy who can be a crossover hit. And yeah, make he was worth dollars for his studios. Very remarkable where white people are flocking to his mm-hmm. movies and it's not a Black movie, it's an Eddie Murphy movie. Mm-hmm. And then we have the 90s where the early 90s where we're getting hood classics like Boys in the Hood and stuff, which are great writing, but white people already see us as those people because we were only getting cast as slaves and waiters and gangsters and drug dealers. That what we get cast as. But it wasn't until the mid-90s that we got cast as being something to strive for. Every character in this movie, you could strive to be any of these careers because they all are great people. They're not on drugs. They don't have any. They don't have any stereotypical black problems. They just have people problems. You know?
2: No, I agree with that. I 100 like, percent agree with that.
1: And movies and situations like these bring us to have blackish and mixes where we can have a family or a group of people. That you could put any race in because before all the movies and characters that you were giving black people, you could only put black people in it or maybe Mexicans like that was it.
2: Like you could swap them out, but you can't swap a white person into this. No, nope, but you can. definitely couldn't. <laughs> My point is more so that the competitive field was less at the time. There was not nearly as yeah. many people going out for the same role back in 1997, 98 as there is in 2019, 2020.
1: Everybody in this movie is brilliant actors. Mhm. They're great. Absolutely. They are great. Great and casting.
2: Like Malcolm said, this is not a black movie. This is a movie that happens to have black people in it, but the story translates yeah. to any culture.
1: I mean, like you said, it was even smaller Terrence Howard talks about how he did this movie because he wanted to work at Morris Chestnut because oh, yeah. he wanted to see the fool who been stealing all his goddamn jobs. Let me see if he's as good as he says he is. Uh-huh. He is. They both are as good as they say they are. Yeah. So I heard he uh, and they became really good friends after that.
2: From what I understood, uh, Terrence Howard was a little competitive uh, in this movie. Like he always wanted to win the scene, so to speak. Because you've got a murderer's row of actors in this movie. Scenes. Yeah. A lot of times. Yeah. A lot of times he does. Um, but I
1: mean, when this movie came out, they weren't a murderer's row. They were just a bunch of newcomers. That's, you might have seen true. their face in Friday or very, very Boys in the Hood or it still got their group back, but you didn't know. You didn't know Morris Chestnut's name. You didn't know. We probably knew Tay Diggs because he was
2: big. Yeah, we knew Tay Diggs. We knew who he was. We, knew, we didn't know who Terrence uh, Howard was. We didn't know who Terrence Howard was. I knew who he was because I mean, of Sunset Park by this point. But oh, I
1: was going to say because he was in American Dream, the Jackson 5 story. Yeah. Yes, he was. Oh,
2: yes, he was. <laughs>
1: Along with uh, What's-Her-Face.
2: Who was in that? Monica Calhoun, right?
1: Yeah, she plays uh, Jackie or one of the
2: sisters. She plays one of the sisters, exactly. And we knew who Nia Long was from Friday. We knew who Morris Chestnut was from Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood, yep. We didn't know who Harold Harold Perrineau. We didn't know who 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 he was. was.
1: I did, because he was in Romeo and
2: Juliet. Yes, he was. Yes, Mm -hmm. he was. Dude, I love him in Romeo and Juliet. Me too. He's He's so fucking good. good. So those of you who don't know, Harold played Mercutio in Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes. And damn, was he good in that.
1: Yeah.
2: Dude.
1: That was my first probably introduction to him.
2: Uh Uh-huh. Mine too.
1: Just good job. I watched that movie a lot back then because I was like, "Oh, romance!" and I want to be an actress. So you know, it was a big. He does a good job, but that's what I uh, initially remember him from.
2: Uh huh.
1: It's Romeo and Juliet.
2: Yeah, that was one of his uh, his big uh, breakout roles for sure. Um, are we talking
1: about him? Where, who are we yeah, going we can talk about who him now. At?
2: Shit, when we're already on him, let's talk about Mr. Harold. Shit. So you can't uh, just
1: start on fame, girl. On fame. On fame? I'm gonna live forever. Like the TV show. Don't make I'm me move gonna too much. learn how to fly. Ah.
2: The alcohol is helping, but I can only move so much right now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. So uh, he did that for a while, you know. Uh-huh. He Turned up on shows like Oz, which is a dirty, gritty-ass that prison That shit, show. that
2: fucking prison mo- uh, show on if HBO. You wanna,
1: if you ever want to be scared of going to prison, watch Oz. Don't watch Orange is a New Black. Watch Oz, because that shit will scare you. But he also shows up in one of my favorite shows, Lost.
2: Oh, is he in Lost? You don't watch Lost? I don't watch Lost. Oh,
1: hell yeah! Okay. He plays Michael in Lost. Okay. Him and his son are stranded on the island with everybody. You know, he has a pretty big uh, part. He goes through most of the season series, if not all of it. He pops up here and there. But yeah, Um, that's probably where he became big, famous crossover. You know, when you're on an ABC show for 10 years, you're on TV. Yeah, you're set. Yeah,
2: absolutely. You're set. Yeah. So I heard that he was very excited about this movie because. This was one of the few times where he got to play a nice guy. Like before this, he was like the gang leader, or he was Mercutio. Mercutio was crazy. The way that he played a him. Nice guy. Dude, he was, don't get me wrong, he was loyal. He was loyal to Romeo, yeah. but he was volatile. Mercutio Everybody? had a fire under his ass. Like
1: everybody was volatile in that every,
2: fucking movie. I don't know about everybody, you did, but
1: you do anything, you about to get killed unless you Romeo and Juliet.
2: I mean, they and get we'll killed too.
1: <laughs> they do, but they kill themselves. That's that's
2: all now. But as a black man coming up in the late '80s, early '90s, I'm sure all he got to play was the young thug or the young gang leader or something that made him dangerous. So to be able to go to the other side of the spectrum and play merch, a.k.a. Julian, who is a straight-up pacifist. He was super excited about playing this, showing an acting range that he had never got to display before. And he really is, like, the nicest guy in the world. I love that about him. Until (laughs) he gets in that argument after dinner with Shelby, and she calls his bluff, And she's like, fine. If you want to go to this stupid bachelor roncher romp with these adolescent boys, that's fine. Just go. Go. And she's like, guilting the fuck out of him.
0: I don't care. Just go. Go. All right. Fine. See you in the morning.
2: I love that. This is one of my favorite scenes. Because everybody's cheering for him afterwards. They're like, March, 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 March.
1: Fuck that bitch. Uh,
2: Then he gets his booty rubbed by Candy. I
1: just just want to point out uh, something that I feel like I want to address. Uh, My dad has a problem with movies or TV shows that has weak men Mm. as their lead. Um, And I told him that there is a lot of weak men out there in the real world. Mm -hmm. And that there's so many movies and TV shows that have strong men in them. Every cop show Every political show, there's like a strong black man or a strong man in general, you know, and a, in dramas that every once in a while, at least in a comedy or something like this, to see a man that is not as masculine and strong, because there's tons of men who aren't masculine and strong out there. Yeah. To give give a bunch of guys false hope that, you know, this is how a man's supposed to be. No, you can be however you want. And if you want to have Shelby boss your ass around and pay, do all that shit, you can. If you want to leave her for a stripper who treated her, you can. And he's still, with their relationship, he's still not, you know, the tough masculine guy. He's just a good husband who loves his wife and kids, you know. And you don't have to be extra, like, fuck plants in this movie to portray a man because – I can agree with that.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I can agree with that to a certain degree. I think what he's worried about is, let me just say first and foremost that uh, your pops comes from a different time. Oh, I remember where... he's old at school. <laughs> he's old school, yeah. And yeah. Uh, like a lot of us, he is told, you know, stand up straight. Men don't show fear. Never let them see you weak. Let never let them see you cry. This, that, and the other. Which can be good advice under given circumstances. And that's what he's used to seeing and that's what he is raised in believing, which there's goods and bads to that. I like that nowadays there is more of a variety of leading men and that shows the world, not just young boys, but everybody that this is a reflection of society. It's perfectly fine to be a nice guy, to be a gentleman, to be a pacifist, to not believe in violence, but also never let yourself get taken advantage of just because somebody wants to and doesn't respect you.
1: Yeah. So I see your
2: pop's point. I see your point.
1: Every man is not a masculine man. Agreed. There are bunch of men out there who are not mm-hmm. and that is fine that's 100 percent fine pushing the idea that there's masculine that every man needs to be masculine is a thing that pushes also the dangerous side of all mm-hmm. of that which would be like it suppresses empathy and yeah and i don't appreciate shit like that no that's just one of my things this movie kinda of make me think about that because there's such a variety of different kind of men in this movie. You got your douchebag masculine cheating on his fucking perfect ass wife mm-hmm. dude you got the player you got the pushover and then you got the yeah you almost have every variation of men in this in this and i get that and i appreciate that because there is different type of men everywhere yeah almost like i don't
2: know if i identify with any of them personally and at the same time i could also identify with all of them in certain circumstances I try to toe the line as much as possible. I try to have empathy, and I also try to not be a doormat. And it all depends on the given circumstance, and I pray that I'm doing it right. Even now, I have no idea.
1: You're the fucking Harper. Get out of here, bitch.
2: At the same time,
1: I can see myself as Harper. I'm
2: the intellectual one. I'm the one that's going to judge the circumstance before I react. But at the same time, there's parts of Lance I agree with. There's parts of merch I agree with. There's parts of Terrence I agree with. And at the same time, Harper's an asshole because he's trying to cheat on his wife the whole time or his girlfriend. That's true. You know what I'm saying? And he's also not the confrontational type. He not. He's not the physical type. He's not the violent type whatsoever. And the fact of the matter is, in the given circumstance, if push comes to shove I'm going to be more like Lance. Ugh,
1: ugh, There's not a one thing I like about Lance except his beautiful face.
2: I'm talking about in a situation of violence, I would resort to being like Lance before I would resort to being well, yeah. like Harper. There's a certain point where would words aren't going to matter.
1: you, you would going th- to throw your friend over the fucking... Body.
2: I'm not saying that. I'm saying if somebody is engaging me, All right, so we're getting up on the time, and we have only talked about two characters so far. We're going to talk about Miss Melissa De Sosa. Shelby who?
1: Shelby, bitch.
2: Oh, my Shelby girl. I love her, and I hate her ass. As an actress, I respect the hell out of her because she does a fantastic job.
1: She is (laughs) seriously uh, the worst. Mm-hmm. Like I would be her friend though. <laughs> she's
2: such a nightmare. Friend. Like she is manipulative. She, she is, is bougie. Like yeah. immediately she walks in and she's like Julian, I'm like, like oh. announcing her presence and shit. And immediately she's like, I need you to go to sex with me. I need to. I have I to find a new dress. It. And he's like, I thought you decided. On- no, 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 no. I decided against nah, that. Nah, nah. And she's like, but I told you I was hanging out with. The guys tonight. He's like, oh, honey, that can, we have all weekend for that. This will only take a few hours. A few hours. You need your significant other to go with you to pick out a dress for a few hours when he hasn't seen his boys in God knows how many years. That's some selfish shit. You know damn well she liked the other dress. It wasn't about the dress, it was about getting him away from his boys. The whole time. Because they got. It's all about they're getting him away her. from his boys.
1: Because gonna, they're going to tell him to leave her. Yeah. Like, Why are you with her? Leave her. Why are you with her? Leave
2: her. You need to leave her. Leave her. Hey, I love Morris Chestnut because of that situation. Like, don't get me wrong. He's crazy. Fuck
1: Morris Chestnut. He's in,
2: no. No, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I meant uh, Terrence Howard. Excuse me. Oh, okay. I love Terrence Howard. Go ahead. He's out of his damn mind. He's a womanizer. He is a pimp, but he's loyal as Fuck and he's honest and even Morris Chestnut says it. It's like least he's honest is more I, than I can say for most brothers around here because he is at the end of the day. I
1: appreciate how honest he is mm-hmm. because as a female knowing that you are this way means that I either can come or I can go. Yeah, and usually especially if you look like fucking Terrence Howard's fine ass and I'm gonna be there and I already realize like, okay, you are this. So I should not expect a ring from you, or children, or a house. This is very temporary. Don't leave a toothbrush. Don't even spend a night, like you know. (laughs) I mean, they're all fine. Like
2: at the end of the day, this is a gorgeous cast from Shelby to Monica Calhoun to Nia Long to Morris Chestnut to Taye Diggs. I seen Ashley watching earlier when he's ironing his clothes. Jeez. In his draws. In his draws. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you know how many times I watched that scene?
2: How many this times week? this week?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's how I watched this week. I didn't even see the rest of the movie. He's so fine. Was it the part where Neil coming out all in a
2: Oh, I, check her out. She's Come so on, fine. So just get it together. Together. <laughs> That's so funny
0: because... That Dude, is this crazy.
2: is a sexy cast. Like I said earlier, I don't care how annoying Shelby is. She's fine.
1: She yeah, she's fine. She's sexy. That's what Karen got on her. Ah,
2: <laughs> oh, did you touch me? Oh, I ain't drinking no more.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> That's like one of the best parts of the movie. That's like, so you great. Don't see that coming at all? At
2: all? Hey, either. I'm going to give you a little fun fact about that. So check this out. So you know when uh Merch is walking up the steps to the church, and he has his confrontation yeah. and he straight up dumps her ass. Uh-huh. So in that scene, she's wearing stockings or uh, leggings, whatever you call them. Yet when Terrence Howard is putting the garter on her leg, she is not. Little continuity error there. When I she, can
1: see that because you get drunk.
2: She don't need stockings. Her legs are Nice.
1: Stockies are awful, and they're an old thing. We don't really use them anymore, unless you have to, because you got to be all nice and sophisticated. You maybe you work as a lawyer, you can not be showing all that thigh. Get it? I get it. Mm-hmm. But the rest of us, we don't wear them, and especially when we're sweating at a reception, you don't need that shit on.
2: Hell no! She looks gorgeous. Why you need stockies on? But she's wearing them when March comes running up the steps. But when it's time to it put the garter on her leg, she takes him off. Just so it you was know,
1: hot, it was cold outside. It's uh-huh. hot in there because he's getting in there all sexy, like Terrence Howard. You fine, motherfucker.
2: I got you. We'll check Everybody this out. In this movie. I'm gonna give you a little history on uh, Melissa. So you know what her first job was? Her first job was a music video. It was a cool mo music video. <laughs>
1: What was
2: it the Wild Wild It was not the Wild Wild West. I knew you were going to say that though. <laughs> it wasn't the Wild, Wild West. No, nah, it was Funky Funky Wisdom. <laughs> 1991. That was her I'm about first to job. Gotta
1: Gotta see what she looked like in
2: it. Dude, Is she but like a kid?
1: What year? 91.
2: So oh, okay. that was like 10 years, 12 years prior. She was probably young, 20, 21, sexy as hell, I'm sure.
1: That's eight years prior. It came out in 99. Nine okay. years.
2: We'll give her nine years being that, you know, you got to give time for editing and stuff. i <laughs> have to look that up. Well, from there, she went on a run of uh, work from the Sinbad show to Living Single to the Valley of Dogs, ER, you name it, she did it before she came to The Best Man in '99. And right after that, she was on with Sandy Bullock, uh, Miss Congeniality, right after that.
1: Yeah, she's a contestant.
2: She is. She's one of them contestants, exactly.
1: I like I her. Love
2: that movie. Not only in Miss Congeniality, but I like her in Best Man Holiday. Like she flips the script, she becomes this empowered woman who is a reality TV star.
1: She is a trashy housewife. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Even seeing her get like really upset and like fighting, but then having to like Yeah, she's feel,
2: trying like, to entice Julian's ass away from Regina. It's kind of fucked up, but it's funny.
1: It is funny. <laughs> I do like her in best holiday best man holiday because she's just so Yeah, like, at the end of the it? day, she's still, still a good writer? person. Is she?
2: Yeah, you see what she does at the end.
1: That's true.
2: Don't get me wrong, she's still trying to steal Julian away. He's the one that got away for sure. She realizes that she fucked up that relationships.
1: That's only because Maya is super sweet and who doesn't want to do something for like the sweetest person you know? It's like it's like if you ask anybody to do something for Ashley, we're gonna do it because she's like the sweetest person we fucking know. I know, so I hate her. She's so you,
2: sweet. Why would I me off. My
1: way to do something? It pisses me off.
2: I swear you to God, if me and me Ashley off. break up, I know there's gonna be a handful of you that go with Ashley.
1: I get. She gets like partial custody of Damn. me and Robin.
2: Yes. Yeah, and Robin.
1: And Robin. Yeah. Me and her. Me and Robin go together. We're, we're a package deal.
2: So <laughs> check this out. <laughs> So Melissa, and first and foremost, she's still gorgeous to this day. She's beautiful. Uh, She has been consistently working ever since. Like, I know you don't see her all the time, but believe me, she's in everything. Like, even after she did Best Man Holiday, she was on Shameless, which is one of my favorite shows. And then she did this show show. called uh, Ladies of the Law. I don't know what that is, but it sounds sexy. She did on becoming a god in Central Florida. She did Criminal Minds, something called Elementary. She's just constantly moving and working, you know.
1: She did Law and
2: Order. I don't know if she did Law and Order. I didn't check on that one, but
1: oh, you said Criminal Minds. That's, Criminal that's Minds, Order, the that's... other
2: one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Exactly.
1: Okay. Okay. So she does some shit. And she is beautiful. She's a great actress. She plays a great Shelby, a person you love to hate.
2: What's your favorite line from Shelby in this whole movie?
1: You give me one. Let me think.
2: My favorite line from Shelby in this whole movie? What jumps out at me? Uh, Oh, Harper Stewart, Richard Wrong, Langston Snooze.
0: I heard about your book, and I don't think it's cute, Harper. Listen, the next time you want to characterize me in one of your little projects, do me a favor.
2: What would that be, Shelby? Don't. Bitch.
1: <laughs> I personally love her more in part two because she feels more...
2: Fleshed like, you out, you might say. Yeah. yeah,
1: you can see more of her and kind of why she acts the way she acts. I'm going to say but this.
2: A- She's in part two because she did such a great job in part one.
1: It would be weird without her. But it is weird that she is invited because mm-hmm. nobody likes her except, I guess, Maya likes her. Yeah. she's like, the only person.
2: Little Mia. She's the only one.
1: Uh, Mia. Yeah, Mia likes her, so she keeps her around, I guess. Mm-hmm. She feels bad for her, probably, most likely.
2: She's just a good friend. And, like, I find congruencies with Mia as well as Ashley because Ashley is as sweet as pie and she has friends that are like Shelby and she will defend she will defend them to the grave it's you just
1: defend me smashly you
2: yeah, me. you're not the one she Everybody. has to defend but but point oh, being God. ashley has her shelby friends yeah you know what i mean And that sometimes happens where the sweetest person in the world will become friends with somebody who is not the – doesn't get along with absolutely everybody. But it doesn't matter because Shelby has been just as good a friend to Mia as these friends have been to Ashley. And therefore, there's a loyalty there. There's a mutual respect there. There's an admiration there. There's a history there. Yeah. And I think that's why Shelby is invited in part two. I
1: get that. I could get that.
2: Yeah. I get behind that. And since we're talking about uh, Miss Mia, we can talk about the wonderful Monica Calhoun. I love when she comes down those stairs, dude. I think I found an angel. Oh,
1: sweet. Uh, we talked Pretty about her. makes
2: the world go round.
1: <laughs> we already talked about her in Rebound. Oh, yes, we did. Gold baby mama. So uh-huh. we were, like I said, we've talked about a lot of people already. Talk to movie.
2: him. I don't even want to know this fool. <laughs> uh, uh,
1: uh, she does a fantastic job. I feel like she's a great, innocent, perfect casting for this character.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: you see her sassiness. Um, they are, her and Lance are good together because she just loves him so much. Nothing matters except him, which... I personally see a flaw in, but she only sees positive in everybody that it makes sense that she would. Yeah.
2: She wants to see the good in everybody. And I've met women like this. They are just a true blessing to the world. When you come across a person like that, they really do brighten up your day and uh, you want to be a better person, at least when you're around them. And I think she depicted that very, very well. And at the same time, the flip side of that coin, when they do do those rewind clips of her and Harper in the bedroom, you know, damn, de- uh. dude, <laughs> she's convincing. She yeah. she can, you know, she can be she sexual.
1: She a freak, man. Hell yeah, she what's is. He say, what's he say He says her, uh, pussy curses, dick. Because the cur- yeah.
2: Cause the pussy curves <laughs> to the shape of my dick, motherfucker. That's how I know. That's how I
1: know.
2: <laughs> Not like, a lot. <laughs> He's like, well, you know, I kind
1: of broke it in there too. So, you know.
2: <laughs> Harper didn't say that part though. <laughs> he did
1: say that part. Terrence Howard kept. He thought it. Hey. Terrence Howard kept tipping it. He's constantly
2: poking at. It's my belief that Terrence Howard wants to get Tay Diggs in trouble. Or I should say, Q wants to get Harper in trouble.
1: I would say that, yes, because...
2: Out of a loyalty point of view. Because he wants to have everything out in the open. Yeah. Because he believes in honesty and loyalty.
1: I would believe that he thinks Harper is the golden child. You know, everyone looks at him as Mm -hmm. successful. And Mm -hmm. he's a good dude. He don't do nothing wrong. And and for Uh you to blatantly put this out into your book for anybody your mama to read mm-hmm. and not think that i'm gonna notice that one that characters me and two these characters or them is just he's just trying to see absolutely you
2: know, but you can't dispute the fact that he is helping morris he is chestnut helping connect, connect the dots
1: like he every opportunity does.
2: like when they're walking and they're talking about how harper's never gonna at, have to work for the quality ass again Talking about kissing yeah. on the forehead to get him moist, he's like, he's like oh, yeah. uh, "Mia be falling for that shit." Immediately, Q is like, "Oh, Mia too, huh?" Yeah. He throws that shit out there because uh, he knows that Harper has some shit coming back to him, and at the end of the day, he's going to be a better person for acknowledging his mistakes.
1: I think he likes to see shit crash and burn. That and it too. Has another, it has nothing. To, anytime there's drama in my family or my group of friends mm-hmm. and it has nothing to do with me i do enjoy kind of like finding a little, out what's of going on. a little bit of drama a little bit of drama life is up your life
2: okay i see uh, you well like, more so like harper's on this pedestal and he is judging q for the life that he leads because he believes that q is stuck in his adolescence because he hasn't decided on a career. But the fact of the matter is, he's living life the way he sees fit. At least I'm honest over here.
1: At least I'm honest. This is how I feel. Uh, Today I watched the movie Catfish. Not the TV show, but the movie about, I don't know if you know, uh, documentary about Neve. Finding out that this lady he'd been talking to, basically a whole family he'd been talking to, Uh was fake, and he's being Uh catfished. And they talked to like the lady who was catfishing it's like husband, and he says smart thing, as in like back in the day when they used to send fishes, fish, live fish to different parts, they would find that these certain kind of fish, I can't remember what it was, their meat and their skin would come out gross once they got to wherever they were, because they weren't swimming while they were in the water and they would die or they would just do because yeah. they're being trout. They start to decompose.
0: Degraded.
1: Exactly. So one of the things that they would do to these live fishes is that they would put catfish in these tanks with them to keep them agile and like moving all the time because they have to be on their toes. Oh, these, sh- these catfish are snipping at like snapping at them. Okay. And the guy was saying, you know, I thank God for people who are catfish, who are like the catfish that keep you – that snip at you and uh-huh. keep you keep on you your sharp. toes. Keep you sharp because life is boring, and sometimes you know you can stray, but these people or these catfish will keep you honest and keep you on your toes. I got And you. that's what Terrence Howard's character is. He's mm-hmm. a catfish. He's the one nipping at everybody to keep everybody fresh yeah, and on their toes, absolutely. and to make sure that these people can actually understand what's really going on. He he understands what's going on, and oh, is yeah. constantly trying to make Lance understand what's going yeah, on. Yeah,
2: he's not dumb by any means. They're all incredibly uh, intelligent.
1: I mean, they went to like what NYU or something. I don't know if they ever
2: graduated, say what graduated summa cum laude.
1: Summa cum laude. Yeah,
2: your boy Malcolm graduated from uh, Georgetown University. <laughs> But before we wrap up, Miss uh, Monica Calhoun, I will say that uh, some of her sexuality that she uh, showcased in this movie was something that she learned prior on a uh, little known movie called The Players Club, which she did the the year before.
1: Because I see her... Ain't nothing wrong with this, getting
2: bucking naked. <laughs> but, but
1: naked, I'll just say that I always see her as Ooh, the shit. I- innocent, uh, sweet, black girl. and uh, Maybe basically because of the Best Man movies. Probably because of the uh, Best Man movies. But in the Players Club, she plays a different type of uh-huh. character. She and plays she,
2: the younger cousin... And she's just, like, all about that life until shit goes yeah, she's awry. The one
1: that like she's the one that, like, ODs or something? Nah, she doesn't go that. OD. She gets that's her not, ass beat. Her. She gets her ass beat. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Players but Club, in that she one, does. she's
2: not an angel. She's not an angel. Yeah. And the moral of that movie, I guess, like, the tagline or anything is, make that money, girl. Don't let it make you. Don't
1: let it make you. That is... Diamond says that how many times in that movie? (laughs) A
2: number. A few times. Yeah, absolutely. You know. uh, And I'm I'm not going to lie. She breaks my heart in part two when Shelby's daughter is singing for Christmas and she gets (laughs) up and she stands up and she's got her hands held high. Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: We just have to do that in December. We have to Ooh. hold it off on it. And just next December, we'll start it off with Best Man's Holiday.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm I'm up for Stay that for it. sure. I love Best Man's Holiday. So good. Yep. And last thing I'll say about Miss Monica is that she played Ralph Trevant's mother in the New Edition story.
1: Oh yes, she did. <laughs> I need to watch that again. It's been a minute since I watched that miniseries.
2: Come on over. I got it. Can I? I would love for you to. I really would. Don't sleep on that champagne.
1: (laughs) You know I ain't sleeping on the champagne. We
2: can't even blame a guest on this episode. We're just drunk.
1: I am right here.
2: That's where the line of the bottle is. Where am I at? Oh, shit. Hey.
1: I got one more glass left. I'm (laughs) out. Oh, my God. Shit.
2: All right. I dusted off that entire bottle. Ashley had a drink. Yeah, damn. All right. (laughs) Woo, all right, fast forward. We got to get through this episode. Shit, my bad. (laughs) All right, so
1: I'm going to give you a fun fact.
2: Give me that fun fact.
1: Fun fact. I love the end where they do the electric slide. Oh, I love it so much. There ain't nothing like a wedding without the electric slide. Even white people have the electric slide on there. It don't matter.
2: Not always. I've been to some white weddings. I've been to some Asian weddings. It is... Always at a black wedding, oh. not always at a white and Asian wedding. I give it like seven out of ten times. I don't know,
1: I've been to a lot of white weddings, and I feel like that or uh, we're gonna get funky, funky,
0: funky,
1: mm hmm. Take it back now, y'all. That song's always on there. One hop this time, crisscross. I can't <laughs> crisscross right now. Clap your hands. <laughs> 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 you know? Can you get down low? Feel like a low? Can you
2: go to the floor?
0: The
1: to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> it just felt like a great. Uh,
2: can somebody party. have a wedding so we can dance again, please?
1: For real. I don't
2: and don't, don't look at me. I know I'm don't on the job. Here. Shit.
1: Well, don't look at me. I ain't even got any prospects. So I don't know what to
2: tell you. We gotta talk about Miss Sonaya Lathan. Let's do it. She's uh She's a photographer, right? No, no, no. Uh, she designs uh, she jewelry, dresses. Right? She just do. Drew... She is a caterer. God damn it! It took her a minute to, to find, find her, her creative niche. Creative but niche. But she is a caterer. Soon to be a
1: famous chef. I don't know if she's famous, but she's a a chef. By the time we come around to yeah, the she's a pizza. chef in part two. So she. Uh, but before
2: this. She was she a,
1: she
0: Monica. 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 <laughs> She's
1: acting Monica. <laughs> yeah, so uh, she did play Monica. So we did already previously talk about her in uh, Love and Basketball. Like I said, we've done a lot of black movies in oh, yeah. the, our show. So we have talked about the majority of black actors. We've talked like
2: about have we talked about everybody in this cast? Maybe not Morris no. Chestnut. He might be the only one.
1: And Terrence Howard.
2: Have we not talked about Terrence Howard yet?
1: I couldn't find him. I didn't think of a movie that we would have talked about him.
2: I about. mean, I know we've talked about him, but we haven't really talked about him, talked about him.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, Okay.
2: Yeah. I see you. Well, Saniya Lathan, like you said, did Love and Basketball. Love and Basketball. <laughs> I am so drunk.
0: drunk. (laughs) I was real drunk.
2: Let me reach for this cup.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: But you know her from that. You know her from Blade. You know her from Life. She plays Alicia in the Wood. She plays... uh,
1: She plays the total Alicia.
2: She's in Brown Sugar as well. Yeah. She's been killing it. And I love her in this. I love how smart she is yeah and i love how honest she is and even yeah. during the the one scene that she has with Nia Long where she comes in and she's got to talk to Mia aka Monica Calhoun she takes control of that situation she controls the situation from the control freak Cause Jordan is a control freak and she comes in there and she's panicked and she's stressing out Mia.
0: And I don't think sometimes, and I, 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 I know that this whole thing is
1: probably really my fault.
2: So Naya Lathan <laughs> is like cutting her off and is like, I got this.
1: Right. It's Lance. Thing is, he, is he, he's, he's he, running late. Mia. And yeah. she's
2: like, oh, hi, I'm, uh, what's her name in the care? What's her character's name in this one? I'm sorry. I'm drunk.
1: I'm Robin. Oh, hi. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Robin.
2: Robin, he's like, hi, I'm Robin. He's like, oh, hi, uh, Kendall. I I mean, um, Jordan. <laughs> Kendall,
1: Jordan, yeah, because you're thinking of the fucking book. <laughs> Which, uh, I don't know how I really feel as a like significant other mm-hmm. who has to read this story and then meet these people for the first time. After
2: I know, she's the got story. pre-existing uh, information. Yeah. For sure. But at the same time, you don't know what's true and what's false, which says more about your significant other than it does about these people.
1: I don't think anything in this book was
2: fucking false. I think it was all true. I think it was all true, but I think it was twisted and redistributed so that people couldn't find the truth even though he didn't do that good a job of it.
1: I don't even think that. No, if I went to college with you and you told a story about the one time we went out to a bar and we got shit-faced and we flashed everybody, that's an event that you would remember, correct? Right. Boom. Titties. You remember that. If you put that in a book, I'd be like, you totally wrote about that one Friday we went to the Holy Cow and and we flashed the whole people. (laughs) Okay, I got a fun fact. Are we still on her? I mean, I feel like we've talked about her We can before. move on
2: from Sanaya Lathan. I, I love her. Fact, We're man. always going to talk about her again and again.
1: Okay. Do you? Who are we moving on to next?
2: Uh, it's time to talk about your dude, Mr. Terrence Howard. Or oh, my dude, uh, Q. I
1: mean, I like him. I just don't like him in Iron Man. We already discussed that. <laughs> Let's talk about Terrence Howard. Uh... What's the he, first thing you
2: saw him in?
1: The Jackson Fives. Okay. Probably. I, got you. Uh,
2: I would say the first thing that I saw him in was either Sunset Park or when did uh, Half Plenty come out? That may be before this.
1: I don't know what you're talking about. What movie?
2: Half Plenty.
1: I've never heard of that. What's it about? It's about him. Okay. He was in, oh, he was in the O.J. Simpson story TV movie. Was he really? Back in 1995, he played a young A.C. who was uh, O.J.'s homie who drove the white Bronco down the freeway. That was A.C., so he plays the young him.
2: No shit. I
1: don't think I I ever watched that one. That sounds funny, though. Okay. Uh, He's been acting forever.
2: Yes, he had.
1: He also was in the Players Club. Yes, he was. some of the people in this movie. Uh, and like I said, I saw him in the Jackson 5. That's probably the first thing I can remember him in. Okay. And then this movie, and then just everything else after this. He's just constantly, they like, you need a light skin, brother? Let's use Terrence Howard. He got light eyes. He Dude, healed. he's got
2: those piercing eyes, though. Like, he shows it off a number of times in this. Like, I love that slow push in on him when Morris Chestnut is beating Tay Diggs' ass and immediately you, you cut to all the guys that are, like, standing back and then he's pushing everybody out the way and then you see just his eyes and he's looking down at what's going on. It's like, all right, here we go. These motherfuckers, he finally got caught. All right. So he's getting his payback. Let me de escalate the situation because he's getting his punishment, but I don't want him to go too far.
1: I want to shignite him off the fucking balcony. Yeah,
2: dude. (laughs) And he comes smooth with it, too. Yeah. In his red button up and his black cardigan. Yo, Elbe. You really about to do this?
1: You really about to throw him out? Hell
2: yeah, I'm going to do this shit. Nah, man. You about to m- marry you a beautiful woman. Yeah. God he don't want this hell. Come on, pull him up. Now you know yeah. that Harper is a bitch ass. <laughs> yeah. I love that part. I absolutely love that. Yeah. He's like, "Come yeah. on, man. You know I wouldn't lie about this." No, no, he wouldn't lie, especially about you being a bitch ass. Yeah, especially about me being yeah, a bitch ass. A bitch <laughs> ass. <Yeah>. He's great. <laughs>
1: He does a great job
2: in this movie. Fantastic. They couldn't have cast it better.
1: I mean, his eyes are gorgeous, like we said. Uh, He does awesome movies like Hustle and Flow that we will definitely do in the future.
2: He got a little Um, known show out called Empire, by the way.
1: I don't know if you've heard of it. I don't know if y'all heard of it. I'm just saying.
2: It's one of the
1: biggest shows that are on Fox right now. Uh,
2: It's got a young, up-and-coming actress... That plays opposite of him, a little lady called Taraji P. Henson. Uh you should but look her up. Her. She's gonna be big. <laughs> yeah.
1: We did talk about her and uh, baby boy. We talked about you just a
2: baby boy.
1: And hidden figures.
2: Oh yeah, we did hidden figures too. That's right. That's fine fine lady. I love her so much. Um, She's so fine.
1: I know. Oh my. She's my spirit animal.
2: Oh, my <laughs> goodness. You know what I like him in that I only saw recently? Uh, Red Tails. You ever see Red oh. Tails?
1: Uh, yes, I've seen Red Tails. Okay. Say, so he plays
2: it? the, what is it called? He don't play the, it's not the captain, it's not the chief. It's the, the colonel or whatever it's called. But he's, he's a boss, you know. He's in charge yeah, he's of like shit. A, but yeah, like Red Tails is a great movie. You Good know. Movie. Um, Jr. Big ups to Anthony Hemingway For directing great Depiction of that movie
1: Maybe next Black History Month Alright let's move this thing on Because I'm scared to get up and I have to pee so Alright
2: before we move on Favorite line of Terrence Howard's Because he's got some great lines in this movie
1: Anything that he says To Shelby Is my favorite I don't care what he says to her
2: is my favorite. I like when it's he's the, uh, Air
1: chemistry
2: is when he's awesome. coaching merch when they're having the conversation in the dress <laughs> rehearsal yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's behind her. He's like, "Come on, Come you on, got to the get boys? them. You know, stand up for yourself." He's like, "Shelby, I am. I am not going. I. I will not talk about I this won't. right now. Right now. And behind her back, he's like, "Now walk away. Walk away. Walk away. Just go."
1: And, and immediately
2: she turns around and she looks at Darren Tower it? and he's like,
1: "What?
0: what's
2: going
1: what? What's on? A <laughs> I think there's a bird up there.
0: <laughs> he is very funny. Oh, shit. <laughs> no,
2: you know what my favorite line of his is? Is when him and Shelby finally have their confrontation. Because they've been playing cat and mouse the entire time if you if you pay close that's attention sexual
1: there's some that's sexual
2: attention there she doesn't want to like his ass but she does
1: i mean
2: she absolutely he, does
1: he has to be good and bad he just looks like he has to be
2: i mean he's been with too many women to not know what he's doing that's true but that's like true. when she catches the bouquet and he catches the garter and he claims that it was an accident <laughs> But, like, he has to put the garter on her leg, but he's like, nah, 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 that ain't good enough. And he puts it over his mouth, and he just Mm. subtly bites her toe and slips the garter on. And even Mia's like, she's right there, and she's like, quit acting like you don't like it.
0: (sighs) Oh, oh, she's fighting
2: it. She's fighting it for dear life. And he's sitting there, and he's like, you like it. Say you like it. I'd be like say you fuck like you. it. <laughs> I'd be
1: so mean to him because I bet it would turn his ass on.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. That's how they end up waking up next to each other in the uh, next scene.
1: Yep. Shit. Uh, I do have a fun fact about Terrence Howard. He can really play the guitar. He yes, can he can. And sing. Obviously, if you've seen Empire, you know that this fool can't sing. Because it's hard out here for a pimp. Because
2: it's hard out here for a
1: pimp. They know, nigga. They're trying to get the money for the pimp. They know, nigga. Well, yeah, he was it. super
2: excited about the fact that they incorporated the guitar into his character. Uh, Just a little I something to add um, to the repertoire.
1: I think originally he was supposed to play the piano or something. Uh, but Malcolm changed it due to the fact that the nigga's gifted and he can play mm-hmm. the guitar. Hell, just a little something to add to the repertoire. You know, a nigga got gifts.
2: No, brother got so gifts.
1: He got gifts. <laughs> <laughs> and the gift is, one, he's fine. Two, he can play the guitar.
2: He straight up throws that shit over his shoulder and still okay. plays it.
1: I know, even me and Long's like, damn.
2: I might have to do a little story on him.
1: I had to start out this uh-huh.
2: boy. Well, speaking of Nia Long, she is our next character on the docket. Sexy-ass Nia Long. My goodness.
0: I
1: am horny. I am emotional.
2: I don't <laughs> want to hear about no goddamn peas. No, no, no. No, God Fuck you. Good night. <laughs>
1: yep. She's she's funny. She good.
2: Oh, she's bad. I mean, I, she's I bad. I would
1: not go after somebody who I know has a girlfriend that's just me sure but I can see why she would just be like you know we gotta finish what we started
2: yeah <laughs> they almost I'm not gonna say that it what they're trying to do is right but at the same time they should have done it a long time ago they owe it to themselves yeah like the title of his book unfinished business that's exactly what it was see <laughs> that's had he that's sleep- the name of the book Had he slept with Robin way back in college like he was supposed to, this would have been done and over with. But because he didn't, he's enticing her, he is arousing her, he is provoking her at any opportunity because he's never gotten there and it's his biggest regret. She is the one that got away, regardless of how – career-oriented she is and this, that, and the other, she's always going to be the standard that every woman has to live up to.
1: And that's why, you know, his girlfriend, she kind of looks side-eyed at her for a little bit, you know? She, As she, she should,
2: shit. So my girl, Nia Long, did a couple of uh small projects starting out, like 227 and The Magical World of Disney, but she got a big break on a little known movie called Boys in the Hood. They're always you Come talking at Trash, we'll pull we'll your car. We'll pull your car. No one left in life but to be, but legit. To be legit. Don't quote Don't me, boy, because I, I ain't saying shit. I
1: saying am <laughs> sorry, we're from SoCal, so you know. Yes,
2: gotta, uh... that NWA life.
1: We did already previously talk about her mm-hmm. in Friday.
2: Hi, on... you guys. Hey. <laughs> hey.
1: She's all jogging by all slow with her titties and her fucking spandex.
2: Her mama got an ass ah. too.
1: Okay, yeah. So we did talk about her in uh in Friday. Uh, Friday. I feel like we should talk about her more. We definitely will talk about her more once we do, you know. Dude, like- pick
2: a movie. Shit, pick a show. Yeah. Shit. Meanwhile, <laughs> Lisa oh, excuse me, Nia Long had just come off Friday.
1: He called her Lisa.
2: <laughs> she had just come off Friday. She had already done Boys in the Hood. So that like, people know her. People recognize her. Let's put her in there. Yeah, Shit. Yeah. Y'all don't know.
1: She gorgeous. Don't get me wrong. She you awesome. couldn't have
2: gone wrong either way. But...
1: She shows up on shows like Empire...
2: Yes, she does.
1: With Terrence Howard. Uh huh. She's been in things like, you know, Big Mama's houses. Big
2: Mama's house. That Is that a flashlight? You got a second flashlight in there. Oh, Chad. Like, oh,
1: Chad. It's a flashlight. Yeah, so she's been in a lot of things. She's gorgeous. We talked about her, like I said, in Friday. Uh huh. But I do have a fun fact. What you got? Okay. So this movie, Best Man was nominated for NAACP award, for nine NAACP awards. Really? And it won three. Okay. One of them for Nia Long for Best Actress. I got you. The other was Terrence Howard for Best Actor. And the other was Outstanding Motion Picture. So, at least in our own community in the NAACP, it did get some acknowledgement.
2: Yeah. Fuck the other people. Shit. If they don't want to recognize us then we got to yep. recognize ourselves and give acclamation and respect where it is due. Shit. And
1: everyone everyone in this movie is due.
2: The Oscars ain't nothing but a political party.
1: Yes, uh, that's why I don't care anymore. In
2: my personal opinion. How many yep. times have you seen an Oscar go to somebody that doesn't deserve it?
1: Almost every year. <laughs> if not every year.
2: If not every year. Absolutely.
1: I do so, have another Nealog fa- fun fact. What you got? So... My favorite Nia Long line, which I've seen like I quoted like four times today already. Uh, I'm, my hormones are racing. I'm horny. And I don't hear about no damn peas. okay? <laughs> Thank you. Good night. <laughs> so before, prior to that, when they do the scene and she act, she slaps him. And what the fuck is that smell? <laughs> Tells him it's all his motherfucking yes, fault. Yes,
2: I'm so glad you brought that up.
1: That was a real slap. Uh uh-huh. She really slapped him, Slap pretty the goddamn shit hard. out of his ass. And uh, Tate Diggs was not happy with this at all. He
2: didn't know it was, was coming.
1: He didn't know it was coming. She hit him hard. He was pissed, and uh, he was pissed up until he actually got to see the dailies for it, and then he was like. Okay, that looked really good. Never mind, that was fine. I'm sorry. Uh, Prior to that, the woo he makes and the uh huh that woo woo
2: Jordan get your ass away from me right now. (laughs) Yeah,
1: all that is real because he was just not looking. He did not know that was going to happen. That scene, but
2: she was absolutely right. That scene needed something. She She can't. That
1: it needed something.
2: Yeah, she can't just come right back at him after he's like, so thank you, Jordan. You know, she can't just say, you know what? You wrote the book. No, there has to be a one up, and she was right for slapping him.
1: I would have slapped him too. I'm talking about like Zenobia, not the actress Zenobia, but like real life Zenobia would have slapped the shit out of this fucker Mm. and. Cussed him out like she did And went to bed unhappy Angry but, you know, sex <laughs>
2: Angry sex Always go with angry sex over no sex
1: I always thought that was I thought that was What's gonna happen in the movie But she was just so mad She just Nah cause
2: out. he can't actually cheat On Sanaya Lathan in the movie
1: He can't No Because there's no
2: reason to No she doesn't deserve it And you can't yeah. Re uh, Repeat history yeah. Cause then that just Perpetuates the cycle And then nobody's yeah. learned anything so he has to stay faithful, even though he doesn't want to.
1: I see that. I see that.
2: Yeah. So that being said, it is time to talk about the last two gentlemen of the hour, starting with fine ass Mr. Morris Chestnut.
1: <sighs>
2: <laughs> How you doing? A Morris,
1: a Morris Chestnut, I love. Mm. Lance with my car. I wanna hit him with my motherfucking
2: car. Hey, he is a straight up caveman. He plays it that way. However, I gotta give props where props are due. Morris Chestnut plays this
1: very well. Because he makes you semi care about him and at least most people. I watched this s- enough to be like
2: fuck you. Man. No, I'm saying though, like he he has his inner struggle the entire yeah. time. So Morris Chestnut is locking the door to the bathroom to talk to Tay Diggs.
0: After like Mia ass.
2: made that speech thanking Tay Diggs for everything and just having this admiration and you see the wheels turning in his head. You know what I mean? So yeah. Morris Chestnut played this very, very well, all the way up to where he is saying his vows to her, and he is envisioning her straight up fucking Tay Diggs, dude. Can handle it. You if that is it. not like the biggest payback right there, because I mean, she has no idea what's going on in his mind.
1: He can't even look at her.
2: It's the hardest thing that he's ever had to do. You do you know? know
1: what should have been the hardest thing? Him cheating on her. I that agree. Should be the hardest thing for him to fucking do.
2: I absolutely agree. Because she
1: is too awesome for you to cheat on.
2: I don't even think she realizes how much of a payback she has given him by cheating on him with his best friend. You know. She would have went to her damn grave because and your imagination shit about is so much more powerful than your memories.
1: At least my imagination, is powerful
2: as hell. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So when he is imagining what happened rather than what really happened, it's so much worse. Yeah, yeah. So much worse. And he's sitting there reciting his vowels, singing her praises. You are the love of my life. You are my queen. You are this. You are that. And meanwhile, he's envisioning her getting tagged from behind by take dig, sexy ass. Biting on the bed sheets. Oh my god.
1: It's too much him.
2: I feel for him. I'm not gonna lie. I feel for him. I
1: don't but not that much. Do, he made girls do the same thing who wasn't hurt?
2: He absolutely did. I'm not That's saying he I don't, don't deserve it, but damn, man. I don't wish to trade places with him. No, hell no. Nope.
1: But I wish i trade places with her because she looked like she was enjoying things. <laughs> 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 uh, oh, my God. But Morris Chestnut does a fantastic job. He fine. Uh-huh. He chocolatey. He good.
2: He's worked on everything under the sun.
1: Everything under the sun. He is one of those uh, guys who constantly stays working. constantly, constantly. stays on TV.
2: So after route. Best Man Holiday, he went on the TV route. He did a little spot in Think Like a Man when he's working opposite of Taraji. But other than that, like he did, he does movies here and there, but you know, he's making his money. He's doing his thing. He went on V, he went on American Horror Story, he went on Nurse Jackie, he did he Legends. Sure did Horror Story. He yes, had he his is. own uh, TV show with. Uh, Jaina uh, Lee Ortiz called Rosewood. Right after yeah. that he did Goliath. And now he's got another show for uh, himself where he's the lead uh, called uh, The Resident.
1: Yes. He was on Being Mary Jane. Mm-hmm. And he played himself in Girls Trip.
2: <laughs> another
1: uh, Malcolm D. Lee movie. oh uh, yes he did. Just want to throw that out. That was during uh, his...
2: What were we talking about?
1: Shit. We're talking about sexy ass Tay Diggs. Oh my God. Stupid
2: sexy Tay Diggs. So he did an arc on Empire. I'm sure you know. He did. (laughs) Played Angelo Du Bois. Uh, And I I don't know if you've seen it, but I love his new show. No. All American?
1: Yeah, the football one? Yeah, no, I haven't seen that one. That's my shit right there. I like it. Of course it it is.
2: I like that show. (laughs) Hell yeah. I'm all about it.
0: So yeah. he plays
2: uh, the uh, coach, high school football coach, Billy Baker.
1: Tay character is amazing in this movie. Mm-hmm. He is the guy you want to root for, even though he's fucking up his life by writing his dirty laundry in a book that he's the best-selling book that's about to come out. Yeah. Um, about
2: to blow so, the fuck up. About to be a oasis up in here, bro.
1: <laughs> do, do you know who initially got the offer to play Harper. Oh, I know, but say it. I'm so excited. Lorenz Tate. Lorenz Tate, my dude. He was supposed to be Harper, but he said he turned it down simply because it was too much to his Love Jones character that was opposite of Neil Long. Yes, it was. came out a couple years before, or a year or two before. Another good movie, uh, Black movie to watch about love and friendship you know he just didn't want to be on that route which
2: yeah he see. wanted to try something different and i'm not gonna say that uh love jones wasn't a great movie because i loved it yes, i love it too um it's
1: just not as popular
2: it's not as popular uh it's like uh inkwell wasn't as popular as say Brooklyn. you know what yeah. i mean but Lawrence tate might have missed the boat on this one. I think he would have done a good job, but at the same time, Tay Diggs did a hell of a job.
1: I can see why he didn't want to do it.
2: I can see why he didn't want to do it.
1: And it's a damn
2: shame because this was a great movie to be a part of nonetheless, regardless of what character you played. You know what I mean? So he, this might not have been one to say no to, regardless of whether you had already played this character or not.
1: I mean, he just played this character. He
2: literally just played it, and I get it. He didn't want to get typecast. And all. you don't know what the future's going to hold. All you can do is take the information at hand and make the best decision possible. And that's exactly yeah. what he did. That being said, you tell me that you want me to work side by side with Nia Long.
1: Again? Again?
2: I'm, I'm not exactly going to say no. I'm going to hear you hair out hair, first. You get
1: to forehead kiss her? Like, who doesn't want to do that? Right? I kiss her on the forehead.
2: Like Morris Shetstone said, Jordan is fine, dog. She is. <laughs> You're my Sip man, it. my ace. Almost list. But yeah, Lawrence Tate, my dude, was almost uh, Harper Stewart. Richard Wrong, Langston Snooze. I think Tate Diggs did a fantastic job. I don't know if Lawrence Tate could have done any better. I think it would have just been different. I
1: don't think he could do better. I don't but think it he would have done better. You know,
2: I think it just would have been different. That's yeah. all it would have been was different. Just a but different don't take worry on it.
1: Because he got to work with Malcolm in Girls Trip. Yes, it
2: did. <laughs> See? And that means that uh, Malcolm cool. was always a fan of his ever since. Yeah. The best man. He kept him in mind yeah. this entire time. And that's why he brought him back to work opposite of Regina Hall in Girls Trip. He's like you It was almost like, was like Lawrence Tate was too. the one that got away for Malcolm D. Lee. And he
1: was like, you know what?
2: I didn't get a chance Let to work with him as the best man. I got to get him on Girl's Trip. Let me get Almost him in 20 here. 20
1: years later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
2: I get that. I get that. I get that very much. Because as a filmmaker – You know, you got people that you want to work with and it's like, they're so good, but then you got to choose. Is it this person or is it that person? It's like, why do I have to choose? I want to work with both of them, but they both only fit this one character. I can't put this person in this character and I can't put this character or this person in that character. It's like, fuck, I wish I didn't have to choose. I want to work with everybody that's talented. well, I will say that uh, these uh, actors have all stayed friends ever since. They've done a great job. I love this universe that Malcolm D. Lee has created from the best man to the best man holiday to what is to come in the best man wedding. I think it's fantastic. Tay Diggs got an opportunity to work with Morris Chestnut recently on his TV show, Rosewood. He t- he played Dr. Mike Boyce for a few C se- for you episodes. So he had a nice little arc on there. He came back and worked with Morris on that one. I okay. don't know if he threw him into a wall or two or not. I got to watch the show. That being said, Tate Diggs is a phenomenal actor. I he respect is- him to this day, even though Ashley got a mad crush on his ass. He's probably like number seven. Cause she won't put him on her top five.
1: He in my top five. Mmm. What's your top
2: five? I never knew.
1: Will Smith. Will Smith. Will Smith. <laughs> Will Smith Tay Dix. <laughs> oh shit.
2: Dylan. Dylon, Dylan, Dylon, 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 and Dylan. Dylon, Dylon,
0: Dylon, Dylon, because of spit, spit hot five. fire.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's up in the top five at least. Oh shit. I'd have here. to think about that one. <laughs>
2: All right. Well, that's it. I'm out. We got to move past. We got to shorten up these episodes. They're getting so long these days. All right. Well, I'm out. That coronavirus. It's making our episodes extra long.
1: Look, if anybody is like me right now, they have caught up on all of their podcasts and are kind of sad when they're kind of short. So we're at least trying to give you a little longer so that, you know, on your daily walk or your... Trip to the grocery store, you can give us a list of so you can feel a little more normal. I see you. That's what I've been doing. I don't have any more fun facts. Uh, I'm done. This movie didn't have too many fun facts, but we did give you what we have.
2: Oh, I love this but movie. It, At the end of the day, it's it a is, great, beautiful, wonderful, hilarious, passionate movie.
1: And so it is time for Z for, for the, the
2: people. people. Ah.
1: Yes, ah. Yes. Okay. Week four of Z for the People. Coronavirus, bitch, got us locked down. Yes. Everybody's hurting. Everybody needs a little something. I don't know about you, but I'm sure you got your little stimulus check in the mail. And it's time to use a partial of that to help out other people in our communities mm-hmm. by donating food to food banks. Uh, you can also make face masks and donate them to hospitals. You can, you can do whatever the fuck you want, but find a way to help somebody else this week, it's be it people. giving your UPS driver or your mailman an option of getting some toilet paper or some snacks. Or some hand sanity, whatever it is, just a hey, little
2: something. not only that, if right your now. UPS man's got to use a restroom, offer him yours, dude. Because most Allow of the restaurants and facilities that they're used yep. to using are shut the fuck down. They yep. can't. They don't have that option. So, so that if you are on like a regular basis with your UPS delivery, Amazon man, you know, ask him. You know, you wanna. Come inside, use the restroom real quick, man. Have a drink of water, some coffee, whatever. I got you, you know. But say six feet apart. <laughs> like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is That's there. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, help out your, uh, your local delivery man. If you know you got yeah. an Amazon package showing up tomorrow, make a, cof- a cup of coffee for your delivery man. That's all yeah. I'm saying.
1: Do something nice. I tipped my last... A uh, grocery bag handler. I gave them five bucks.
2: There you go. Uh, they
1: were kind of weird about it, and I was like, "Just take it." There you go. So they're like, I, "We don't take tips." I all that tip, shit. Dude.
2: Don't worry about it.
1: Yeah, take it because you guys are sitting here, you know, getting sick and dying just so that I can go get some toilet paper and all some right. chips and some champagne for the show. And it's not worth it your life. So
0: you ain't got I your bidet yet.
1: Those. I don't have the bidet yet. I'm gotta sorry. Get, gotta I'm get on, on that, that bidet
2: life. Alright, so people stay inside Stay responsible, keep doing your thing Keep us healthy Get us out of this Because we
1: all want to go back to work So yeah, that's my Z for, for the, the people, people. Ah. Ah. Yes, uh,
2: For another
1: week yeah. Alright,
2: well let's knock out this scene And then get the hell To sleep Because I'm tired too It's hard right, out here
0: for You guys,
1: Follow us Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, we're on uh iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Podcast Player, wherever you got we there. Uh tell a friend, say hey, you feel lonely, you need a laugh? Yeah, listen to this. Like a cocktail, yeah. bro. We got you. we got you. If you got any uh Hollywood close encounters, any movie you want us to do? Hit us up if you have any musical movies you want us to do because that's next Yes, month.
2: musical month uh, next month, can... people.
1: So hit us up on Lights, Camera, Cocktail, No S at Get that S out of there. And we will listen to your uh, what you guys want.
2: Yo, suggestions. This delay drives me crazy too. I can't wait to get you back in three dimensions.
1: For real. For hmm. so real. All right, let's
2: knock out this uh, scene and make some pizza. I mean, go to sleep. I mean, get on with our day. All right, let me get get this accent going. I got to play an accent right now. Mm -hmm. You got the first line whenever you're ready.
1: Elton, I think you're overreacting.
2: No, Bunny, you are underreacting. They are the geniuses of American music. I can't go out
1: there with that lot. Okay, okay, okay. We'll just tell Doug to tell everyone they're getting refunds on their tickets and send everybody home, okay? Where is he? Hey,
2: Ray. You signed a contract. Dick paid your fucking airfare. Now get out there and play, you little twat. Well, come on then. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i'm too drunk to act right
2: now this is why you should not drunk uh, this is why you should not act (laughs) under the influence
1: this is why you should not drunk under the influence okay don't drunk under
0: the influence it doesn't work oh shit
2: Uh, all right you guys we are
0: out of here oh Oh my
2: God, God. god this coronavirus got us some long episodes well, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for sticking with you. We hope you enjoyed Take it. Care. We enjoyed it thoroughly. And by thoroughly, I mean this bottle is gone. All right, y'all. We're out of here. We will see you
0: guys next week on Lights, Camera, Cocktail. Cocktail!